Oh, hey, y'all. It is, uh, what day is this? It's the 9th of February, 2024 already, and we're getting ready for another broadcast healing session or sessions on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, in hour two, just going to give you a sneak preview. Heather Berman is scheduled to join us, and she is uh, very creative. Talk about the acting, the producing, and all of that stuff. And she stood up in the midst of COVID mandates and stuff and said, uh-uh, uh, that, this shall not pass. And uh, she's got a suit against uh, SAG-AFTRA and other things like that. So we're going to talk about another courageous journey uh, to protect those in a given field, endeavor, industry uh, from being violated by government medical media type mandates. So that's coming up. Uh, first hour, our good friend Julie Whitman-Klein from Trinity School of Natural Health trinityschool.org and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. we got the virtual expo coming up 17th and 18th of February through the Whova app, online, whatever you're going to do, the best, best, best you're going to have access to. And we're going to update on all kinds of cool stuff, including the next Health Freedom Expo. We can updates on that. Uh, in the meantime, you know, concerns about uh, plastics, concerns about expensive groceries, anything like that. If you have questions or comments, submit them at the chat rooms. You know where you are, robertscottbell.com slash listen or wherever else you are. Uh, say hi, and we'll get this healing party started right about now. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Oh, I'm so glad I have an amazing producer and also awesome, wonderful guest today on the air because I, you know, I'm like getting calls from various places. Mom's calling this call. It's like one of those days, nobody's ever had a day like that where life happens while you're making other plans. And you're like, suddenly like, well, I thought this was going to be, uh, no, it's not one of those. <laughs> yes. It's one of those days. Uh, so uh, take a deep breath, everybody, especially me. We can make it through. Very exciting stuff happening this hour. We've got Julie Whitman Klein from Trinity School of Natural Health and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. I am so excited to learn about all the new things that are happening this year. Uh, I really am, especially like the Health Freedom Expo changes. Very exciting stuff going on. So we're, we're going to get some updates from Julie. Also, we get to feature another courageous soul in defense of individual liberty. Someone in the, the creative arts. Uh, someone, you know, we, we've talked about like people that go into acting and uh, drama, theater, uh, music. And so I've got to hold on. God, it is nothing holding back today, including a sneeze that I had to have here. Uh, but I think about the creative arts. My daughter is so much in the creative arts. And, and yet my concern for her with her talent and her abilities is like, it's crazy in the creative arts what happened. Um, with mandates, you know, it's like 90%, it seems like, of people in the creative arts said, get the shot or else. And, you know, it's like you, you get concerned because, you know, what if you are, you're following your life's mission and your life's work and you go into one arena and that arena happens to be endorsing and embracing authoritarianism in medicine? Wow. 
I'm not saying it's a done deal because there are people fighting back like Heather Berman, and we'll talk to her in hour two about that. But I'm just excited to spotlight those wonderful people. And, of course, Julie and the family at Trinity are, are those people, too, standing up for health, freedom, individual liberty. And, um, you know, my experience with them over the years has been extraordinary, especially with the Expos. My gosh, everybody that comes to them is like, you're like, you know how awesome it is. It's really amazing. So we got that coming up uh, today. Go to robertscatbell.com slash listen for the chat room. If you're in there, say hi. Let us know where you're watching or listening from. And sign up for the newsletter if you don't mind. It's absolutely free. And you can text my initials RSB to the, uh, what is it? The number 66866. Thank you, Super D. 66866. When you do that, you'll be prompted to enter your email address so you'll get the updates all the time, including things like upcoming events like the Trinity Health Freedom Expo virtual. And that's coming up 17th and 18th of February. It'll be here before you know it. Our next Zoom AMA for our patron supporters will be the 24th of February. Uh, that's going to be uh, Saturday, a noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's where you guys get to ask all kinds of questions, things that I can't even talk about on the air. We get to do that together via Zoom and see one another. And if you're a patron supporter, you have access to all of that, including our Sunday conversations, which I recorded in advance last weekend at the Autism Health Summit. Uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack from uh, IPAC, and then Judy Mikovits, Dr. Judy. Uh, and uh, the next two weeks are going to be great. Sunday conversations, but if you're a patron supporter, you already have access to it. So thank you for supporting us that way. Uh, Super D, I want to have you open up your mic just to, so you know that uh, uh, I might, other than the fact that we have awesome guests, I might be leaning on you. I mean, my mind is everywhere, but where it should be here. And I'm trying to hone in on the present moment. There's yeah. so many things. You've had those days. I of know course. Yeah. everybody has, and uh, I don't want to be distracted. Yeah. I, I try not to give you too much of a hard time on those days, but yes, thank you for that. I appreciate it's, that. It's, it's, it's one tough. of those things that have happened. Um, <laughs> all right. So okay. Julie's, is Julie there? Yeah. Julie's oh, there. Yeah. Yes. We'll bring her in a minute. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to open up this story you sent me. It's like, this is an interesting topic. Uh, a bill, this is out of Idaho, a bill that could limit lawsuits against pesticide manufacturers heads to the Senate floor. Now, when you sent this to me, Super D, we talked about it briefly. I'm like, is this federal or is it state? Okay, it's state. And I know Idaho is mostly more red than blue if we talk about the politics, that, that although there's not a lot of distinction ultimately. No. And, and I said, a lot uh, of patriots in Idaho. Yeah, a lot of patriots in Idaho. But this is where I suspect, you know, for those that have leaned left and have been Democrats, again, I love all y'all. This is not about divide and conquer. But I recognize that under the, the last COVID years, we found out that a lot of people really didn't embrace personal and individual liberty and bodily autonomy like they claim. And, and so you could easily pick on Democrats for that, for abandoning whatever their principles may have been in the past. But here's a case where I said, oh, I suspect the Republicans are behind this one, interestingly enough, right? And it is, in fact, uh, a Republican a representative, I think, in Idaho, the Idaho Senate. And, uh, and his name is uh, Senator, Senator Mark, Mark Harris, Harris. Yes. a Republican from Soda Springs, uh, Senate Bill 1245, and it's designed to protect agricultural pesticide products our farmers and ranchers depend on. And so what they're saying in this bill is basically kind of like a protectionist act, a liability protection act for not the people, you know, you're not free to harm somebody and get away with it. But, oh, manufacturers of pesticides would be much like manufacturers of vaccinations mm -hmm. would be absolved of liability based on this concept. 
if the F, I'm sorry, in this case, if the EPA approves and regulates this pesticide and all the risks are out there, or you think, then you have no recourse if you use or are exposed to this pesticide to sue the company that makes it. And how about that? A Republican is defending the absolution of liability from a product if it harms or kills individuals. This is where you have, again, it's not bashing one party or another. It's acknowledging there are faults within people in each party that they don't get this individual liberty thing. Well, and, and, and listen, I know, I, look, I admire the fact you don't want to bash, right? Uh, yeah, it's why, too why easy. Why do we want right? to bash? Let's not bash. Well, let's bash. Okay. Okay. Um, when you look at the, let's just break this down real quick. Okay. The, uh, the Senator Mark Harris, this, uh, as you said, this will protect uh, agricultural pesticide products. Now get this, essential for farmers and ranchers. Mm-hmm by amending the existing Idaho laws. The bill states that any pesticide approved by the U.S. uh, Protection EPA and bearing the required warning label would be considered to have given sufficient warning of the risks, thus granting manufacturers immunity from most lawsuits. Now, let's just take this one one point at a time here. Um, If somebody goes out and they spray this pesticide across a field, it drifts off into a playground. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that the manufacturer of that pesticide went uh, really quick and handed leaflets out to all the children playing on the playground, warning them of the dangers of this pesticide. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the children, the teachers, the people in the communities around these fields where they're spraying this stuff like that, do you think they were given uh, black label warning pamphlets uh, from the the manufacturer of the pesticide saying, hey, by the way, just want to let you know this crap that you're breathing uh, can give you cancer? No. 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 So it, it, that to me is not enough because no, but, the people that are out there spraying that are not, it's not like they're informing the community but that's being point, exposed to this. You're pointing out a bit of hypocrisy on the part, in this case, of a Republican senator that says, you know. Yeah. We well, listen, pre- if it were a Republican senator, if it were a Democratic senator, right. I, I wouldn't care. That's the point here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we want to show you how we're not partisan in that way, even though we will acknowledge individuals who we like or agree with and maybe find disagreement with as well, trying to get beyond the Hegelian dialectic and all of this. But the point of this guy going, you know, he might say in other ways, I want to protect children, right? But your point is you're not protecting children from these dangerous pesticides because, well, the EPA regulates it and there's a list of all the things so that you can't sue. It's like, how is that protecting children? It's not. It's not. You know who it's protecting? For people who are so pro-business. And I'm I'm about freedom here, fundamentally. But I recognize these artificial creations of the state, a.k.a. corporations, uh, there's limited liability in, in terms of the people involved in them. So you can engage in business. But to absolve the companies that make these products just because they're regulated, this this is. This is an abandonment of principle if someone like that has even had it, or maybe he's just ignorant of it. So we'll see if somebody can get through to him or any others that are promoting this. Because you remember, it was you, uh, Jonathan Emord helped to write uh, some of the uh, great bills about labeling GMOs, for instance, at the state level. And remember, the, the, I think it was, was it Maine that passed it? Uh, and then the federal government came in because of the captured agencies by um, the genetic, genetically modified engineering companies of, of food came in and they passed what we call the Dark Act, the denying Americans the right to know, superseding right. the state's ability to do so. Uh, and, you know, here you go, protection of the corporations over the protection of the individual. That's where, well, you know, you cross they, the line. It's no longer about freedom. 
they don't even hide it in this situation because there's this guy, James Curry, he's uh, Bayer's, well, you know, the bot Monsanto, mm-hmm. Deputy Chief of Government Relations. This, that's his position, the Deputy Chief of Government Relations. And he testified in favor of this bill. No shock there. Yeah. Uh, talking about the because of the uh, significant legal costs from lawsuits that they're dealing with. Yeah. And you know, the importance of, of uh, you know, you because know, God forbid, we, do, we don't want Bayer to have to pay for expensive lawsuits when their stuff is killing people. But check this out. James Curry, this guy, mm-hmm. he emphasized the role of Soda Springs, Idaho. Now, apparently in Soda Springs, Idaho, uh, they have a business there that is mining for the elemental phosphorus that's used in Roundup. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to show that it's very important that we pass this bill because we don't want Bayer to get sued. Because you know what? There's these folks, these good old folks there at Soda Springs, Idaho, working for this company, P4, that employs 800 people. Now, we wouldn't want these 800 people to lose their jobs if uh, you know Bayer happened to get sued and, and they had to shut the plant down. Right. See, I mean, you see what's going on here. It's so obvious what's happening here. How he's pandering. He's he's playing. You know, you know, what would these eight hundred people do? Well, that does not. You know, if you've got the kid over here or the, the the mom or somebody that gets cancer because they've been exposed to Roundup, it's not like we're going that we hate people who have jobs. But what about the person that got cancer? Right. You know, that it's not their fault that these people might lose their jobs because they're working to create products that Roundup uses in order to create their poison. I mean, that's, it's, 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 this is, this is obviously a problem here. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I mean, again, cognitive dissonance, perhaps uh, ignorance, or, you know, if we're a little bit more direct and blunt in many cases with politicians on either side of the political aisle, they could be bought off donations to their cause and their campaigns go, Oh, you know, I'll present this bill and protection. I'll make it an argument about business freedom and our, our miners for phosphorus in the state being impacted. Again, these are stretches and reaches at any level. And uh, this is something that, well, uh, and I then want. not only James Curry and yeah. the people that are working at the thing, but then there were some farmers apparently that, that testified in support of the bill because they need mm-hmm. roundup. <laughs> uh, well, this comes back to that. Remember the contact organics? We have a, 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 a link to that, a banner on the site. And in fact, I met Howard, the guy that developed it at the Autism Health Summit, a great guy, a farmer in his own right. And he, he developed the next technique, next level of contact organics. Remember when we first brought this to you, you'd have to mix them together mm-hmm. and then activate them and use them. He's got it now where you don't have to do that. So we're going to get him on the show and talk about it. It's not like there's not, not an option. We now have an option to do what the Roundup people say that they have to do because of their farming techniques. And so it can be done without destroying the environment or causing cancer. But, you know, what kind of obstacles will they have to counteract the influence of Bayer, Monsanto, and others? Ultimately, who's at fault here? Yeah. You know, I understand. You got farmers that use Roundup. They're using the Roundup because they're using the, what, the Monsanto, I guess now Bayer mm-hmm. uh, seeds, right, that only yeah. work with the Roundup, right? If you don't use the Roundup, if you don't, you know, it, it, they're hand in hand, right? You have to use right. both. Uh, you know, ultimately, it's it's Bayer at this point who really is at fault, which is the reason why, you know, the situation is a giant uh, train wreck that it is. 
Yeah. So many farmers are using the Roundup product and using their the, the seeds that go along with it mm-hmm. that, yes, if you just got rid of Roundup, it, w- it could potentially put those farmers out of business. That yeah, well, sucks. They, but they if become, what we're doing is causing people to die, right? Well, you and, know, and, isn't there some moral, ethical yes. situation here? And here's where it comes back around to the environmentalist movement. Instead of worrying about CO2, which feeds plant life, and calling it, you know, a toxin. Why not environmentally look at, as Bobby Kennedy does, I give him all the props in the world for pointing on the right direction as well as we would like to see happen. The toxic poisons that are actually harming human life immediately, not like in the distant future when they say the degrees of Fahrenheit or Celsius are going up. Again, now that's not going to enrich the people that are being enriched because of the carbon credit trading schemes, et cetera. We're asking, as you point out, for integrity intellectual integrity, scientific integrity. I mean, that's not too much to ask, I don't believe. And that's where we have integrity in teaching in body, mind, and spirit. Coming back around to, look at my my favorite hoodie here, my Trinity hoodie, yes. Trinity School of Natural Health. And the good people that are doing everything they can voluntarily. In other words, this is no coercion, deception. It's like, do you want to learn about the things you didn't learn, doctor, nurse, and anybody in the lay audience? You can at Trinity School, trinityschool.org. They've got more. Hey, let's bring her on right now. You know her. I know her. We love her and appreciate her. There's Julie Klein. Julie, welcome back. Thank you, Robert. It's great to be back. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on today. And I know we've been featuring so many amazing graduates of Trinity over the past couple of years that like every time I talk to somebody new, some of which I've met, some I haven't, to show what can be done by going through the education that is Maybe you consider it not, ironically, this word traditional, even though what we're learning about is traditional, like not traditional naturopathy, uh, to open up horizons on how to learn and what you can do with that learning. You, your dad, the family has been going strong for a long time and it's only getting stronger. And, you you know, we all are challenged to stick around at a time when you're not as valued as we one day will be even more so than today. But I've seen a trend that people are valuing what we're doing and what you're doing at Trinity more than ever. And I'm so excited. Absolutely. We're into our 33rd year. And I find that a lot of students, what they come in to learn um, and what they plan to do with it, their horizons are just um, opened as far as possibilities. So I love to be with graduates, love to be with the students. We've welcomed almost 300 students yet this year into the Trinity family. It's only the beginning um, of February. How did that happen? This is amazing. It is. And our next uh, start is March 4th. So uh, just about every month we have a new start, a new group of programs available. We have currently 19 programs and two of those we have in Spanish. So we're excited to bring back the Spanish uh, division as well. Oh yeah, we covered that a few months back, and I was I was excited, even though I don't do much Spanish. My daughter can, but how underserved the community uh, that speaks Spanish as the first language uh, are in regards to the kind of medicine that is often often a traditional part of their history and lineage, and yet lost, like for many of us. So to bring that back again, that was one of the most wonderful things that you guys have did to say, you know, we we need to let a community that is not served by this knowledge get back to it. So thank you for that as well. And we've got good people at Trinity that are working in that realm. Now you said over almost three, between 250 and 300 students already this month, uh, coming up the first two months of the year. Uh, I'm just, like I said, the sense that I have about the importance and the value 
being placed on the things taught at Trinity is only increasing. And, you know, for those that didn't think that that was a way they could go for their future because they they kind of bought into the stuff that we grew up with, Julie, about the value of accredited this or that. There's so much value in what Trinity's doing. And you even have certain accreditations as well within natural health and healing realms, too. It's just like I said, this is where it's all going, folks. You're ahead of the curve now, even though uh, you might not have signed up for Trinity School yet, but get on it. Absolutely. So yeah, check out our website, lots of different programs. Um, and then I know, Robert, we're going to discuss lots of live events that we have um, scheduled this year, lots of excitement, um, things that you will not want to miss. Well, the, the first thing coming up is the the online version. We call it the virtual Trinity Health Freedom Expo, but you can still go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com to sign up. And as far as I know, it's like 35 bucks. You get three months access to everything we did in October, which you couldn't, as I said, even being there, I couldn't see everything. No one could. Now I have access to it all. And correct me if I'm wrong, but are we going to do a live like health freedom panel that weekend as well? Well, we've got the two panels that were recorded, but yeah. then we've also added additional new exhibitors that'll be there that were not in October. And then um, Dr. Carolyn uh, Dean has yes. provided us two presentations, one each day. And then we reached out to Jeffrey Smith. His docu-series is going to also be linked uh, to the virtual events. So we're just excited about the opportunity. If a person, you're right, was, was there, they couldn't go to all three speaking rooms at the same time, plus the exhibit hall. So this is an opportunity for them, as well as people around the world that were not able to attend live, can attend virtually. And they'll be able to interact with the speakers, with the uh, exhibitors, and um, for the three months of access. So it'll be a wonderful time. It's launching next weekend. So, yeah, in years past, uh, Julie, we've done a, a live health freedom thing as well panel. I don't know if we're doing that. That's why I was asking if, if that's scheduled or not, because I'm happy to do it uh, and update people in any way. OK, well, stay tuned. We currently do not have it scheduled, um, but we are continually adding additional content to the virtual event. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Okay, great. And Carolyn Dean is wonderful. We've had her on. She's been a friend for years and she used to come to it right when we went to the West Coast all those years ago as well. And uh, just great memories. Uh, it's kind of a reunion every time we get together and the virtual event is fantastic. And you guys uh, plan to attend. And even if you can't attend live while we're doing it, it's the replay, you have yeah. the three months of access, which is like the best deal ever. Absolutely. People will download the Whova app which makes it really interactive, very user-friendly, and very engaging uh, in your own home for those three months. Oh, fantastic. Now, I got to ask you about this upcoming Health Freedom Expo and the Trinity Live event because we've been meeting in Chicago in the same place outside of Chicago for the last number of years. Yes. And you briefly mentioned to me off the air that we might be considering a move in a time. And I'm like, and it's happened. Apparently, it's official. So it's tell me about the, the place, the reason that the train the transition into September instead of October and also Indianapolis instead of Chicago, this is kind of cool. I know. We're really, really excited. It'll be our 34th Expo. And so some of the reasons why we are moving it to the Indianapolis area, people will uh, really appreciate how close we are to the airport. We are, there's a free shuttle. It is one exit away. It'll make our speakers and exhibitors and even attendees uh, just have a much more better experience. Mm -hmm. um, as well as we're going to be able to have at the same time each year, the same weekend, so people can plan and look forward to it versus having to be really a little bit more flexible. Um, and we're just going to find a lot of more health freedom um, 
in the Indiana area. So just really excited. And um, it's been very well received. We just launched emails out this week uh, mm -hmm. to our exhibitors and attendees, speakers and sponsors. And so the response has been very, very positive um, of this change. Oh, it's I'm excited. I, I know that when I've talked in years past about the fact you got to go to Chicago, a lot of people are like, Chicago, I don't think I want to go there. And I try to explain it's far enough out that it's not that yes. bad. But you still if you were flying, you still had to fly into one of the Chicago airports and it wasn't close. So no. uh, I think the decision here is really great. And a lot more people, even though I know it's going to be a bummer for the people that live near in Chicago, but hey, everybody else was traveling to you. Come on down to Indianapolis, Indiana. And haven't you been doing like the Trinity Live events in Indianapolis over the years? We have in the past, absolutely. So yeah. uh, two days prior to the Health Freedom Expo will be the Trinity Live event. And so a lot of the individuals last year experienced both events, so we've put them together. And um, so it's a, it's a great uh, opportunity to come and learn, to meet your instructors, to have hands-on practice. Um, so there's lots of different topics for that uh, Thursday and Friday. We also have an alumni dinner Friday evening and then go right into our expo Saturday and Sunday. Oh, this is great news, honestly. I think a lot of people are going, wow, it's not Chicago. Now I'm going. Because there have been some people that were like that. It's like as much as they wanted to, they didn't feel for whatever reason. And I... I understand it. Indianapolis yeah. is a cool city and uh, that it's that close to the airport. You guys mark your calendars and yeah. super Don, you'll, you'll put it into the upcoming events tab. Now that we've got confirmation of it, it's uh, September 26th through 29th. Again, that yeah. includes the Trinity live event. And remember the Trinity live event, if I'm not mistaken, is open to all Trinity graduates as well as yeah. students, right? Yes, Absolutely. And, and what if somebody's like a, a naturopath or a nurse or a doctor and they want to attend, even if they haven't yet gone through Trinity, are they welcome to sign up if there's room? Absolutely. There's also the dinner that they're able to attend. But some of the topics, um, Robert, we have planned for this event is um, client assessments, which will, again, give people a lot of time to practice and learn and go through cases. We'll have the Bach Flowers, RBTI practice, facial analysis, muscle testing, emotional iridology, uh, menopause, and andropause. So um, there's new topics, plus also our core programs that are taught um, to our students that will be covered as well. So even if you came last year, come again this year. We have a lot of people year after year that this is um, an opportunity for them to connect with like-minded individuals and um, come back and feel a part of the family. Yeah, and the event site for the Trinity Live is different, although you can probably link through, but trinitylive.org. Trinitylive.org will get you directly there if you want to check that out. And there's a special offer that will get you through the whole event, including the, the expo. So you can yep. stick around for the whole, all four days or whatever it is. Yep, we have the bundle pricing. It includes, includes the symposium. We also have Trinity Live lunches will be provided as well, so they don't have to leave the um, facility and are able to just um, actually eat together as well. Yeah, wonderful. Now, I want to say thank you to everybody that participated in this. Uh, I think it's once or twice a year you've been doing this, but it's a, a fundraiser for the Wendell Whitman Memorial Scholarship Fund, and it's like the virtual race. And this year you opened it up for people that were swimming and biking and running and any way to do it. And you raise money for what? The scholarship fund. That is, there are people that apply. And even though the, I think it's one of the best values in education anywhere, Trinity coursework, 
There are people that are challenged economically. We understand that. And you do every every year or every couple of times, you, you analyze everybody's submissions for people requesting help to provide a little bit of assistance for them too, which is wonderful. And so I want to thank everybody that helped raise... Uh, I don't know, about 750 bucks or every little bit helps in the account. So that's a fun way that you can give back and people end up getting a little bit of Trinity swag, we call it, uh, for participating too. Yes, we have some swag going out today. So I think I've got my son heading to the post office to drop that off to people that um, purchased items with the Trinity race. So uh, yes, it's just one of many ways we try to add um, monies into the scholarship fund. So people can go online and fill out an application. If um, the reason that's holding them back is financial, we'd love to still have them come and be a part of the Trinity family. So you got Cody running around to ship this stuff out? I do today. Yes. Uh, and on I Monday, think, something else. I think Cody was in the video we played yesterday for Trinity. And it was always good to see Cody all grown up. Every time I see him, I'm like, I remember him when he was way younger, just like, cause we've been participating for so long, but he's done, he's grown into a dynamic young man doing great work for Trinity. Yes, he'll be a father soon. So oh, that'll make God. me a grandmother very soon. Oh. And um, so love that he grew up in natural health, grew up uh, with Trinity, going to the expos, going to the seminars. And so um, it's great to watch him. Very, very excited. He has lots of ideas. And um, so love having him be a part of the of Trinity. Wonderful. Wow. Congratulations, Grandma. Right? Wow. And Super Don's been a grandpa for a while. He he beat us all to it. I just his kids were prolific. But we need healthy kids. We do, and that's great. Cody knows how to do that. That's wonderful, and uh, I know he's going to raise healthy kids in the family. So that's really exciting. So remember the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. The virtual's coming up, as you mentioned. Dr. Carolyn Dean is adding some some great value to it on magnesium. Uh, one of my good friends, Dr. Morley, I call him doctor, but yeah, technically he's not, but he's smarter than most, Morley Robbins on, uh, you know, the various topics that he covers. He goes so deep into everything. It's so much fun to see his presentations as well. And he's doing a metabolic syndrome according and hormone replacement therapy lectures. Looks mm -hmm. like that's listed here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see what else we got. The health freedom, of course, in the complementary alternative medicine in America panels. Those were fun this last year. And, and Jeffrey Smith got the... Um, moderate that second one which was cool because he's like when i look at moderators you know i get to moderate a lot and i'm like the only guy i could feel comfortable turning it over to besides me is him that's my personal thing because he's so good at that too we had a great time with that and uh, it was so great to have dr brian artis as the keynote uh he brought it and he brings the house down because he's funny as can be while delivering very serious information so if you miss that you're going to get a lot of value in seeing that with the virtual expo coming up the 17th and 18th as well yes and you also did a lecture with him so mm -hmm. that'll be on there as well for people to to view. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I forgot about that already. It was like we were somehow put at the same time because that's the hard yes. thing about having multiple lectures. And we're covering a lot of ground that was somewhat similar that, and was very complimentary. So it was like, let's all get together and just do this and bring it. And it was really fun the way it interacted as well. And I think I had his daughter introduce us. That was cute. Uh huh. Yes, she enjoyed doing that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, I love bringing the, the next generation and involve them anywhere we can. Um, so the 19 programs that are available uh, range from eight weeks in length to 40 weeks in length. So it's it's not something that takes years to complete. Mm -hmm. And typically, you're not going to go into massive debt like other training programs and education programs. The idea is 
is really to free you up to be the healer you were meant to be. That's my perspective, Julie, on what you guys are doing. Because I think everybody has a gift or a series of gifts, and sometimes they just need the, the channel to operate in, to go out into the world with what they're feeling that's bubbling up from within. It's like you want to help people. You want to help yourself. You want to help your family and your community. And the Trinity coursework available, again, 19 distinct programs. Now you mentioned a couple of them in Spanish as well. Um, the March 4th class start includes the CNHP the Certified yes. Natural Health Professional and CHHP, Certified Holistic Health Practitioner Programs. What a great day to start, March 4th. You know that? That's the time moving forward. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So uh, any other updates uh, from the family there and any uh, great, exciting things you could sneak preview? I know I'm throwing Ooh. things at you like that, but, uh, you know, there's secret stuff going on. You guys are always there working is. ahead on cool stuff absolutely behind the scenes there is always something happening at trinity so uh trinity connect is something they'll be launching in probably the next 30 days this is going to be an amazing platform for people that um is a replacement for facebook as far as censorship mm. and so it will be uh an opportunity also for people if they're looking for a practitioner if they um, want to hire someone, they'll be able to do job posting. So really excited about this platform and what all it's going to be able to do. And um, so that'll be launching within the next 30 days. So that's something that I can share with you. You, you, I served it up and you delivered. That's beautiful. <laughs> Trinity Connect. Now, I want you to think about this as far as outreach and, and growth and development and, 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 and you know, being able to out there and make a living, as we talk about, as we've highlighted many Trinity graduates doing great work and actually earning a living and, and more and helping people. You feel so good about that. But in many ways, you know, our social media constructs and constraints, there's a lot of censorship and, and deplatforming that we've experienced. And in fact, I'm still banned on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, which was like supposedly a professional to professional interaction that would provide a service like that. Yes. So how many holistically inclined Trinity graduates might be restricted in their ability to go out? It's like, yeah. how brilliant is that to do the Trinity Connect to make it available uh, for others to find, you know, even for those that are out there going, hey, I'd like to see a Trinity graduate to get me help for my health challenges. So Absolutely. what an innovation. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful so that people with censorship can ask questions and feel safe and um, get right to the point. So it, we're really, really excited about this opportunity. Oh, man, this is great. This is thank you for uh, throwing that out there, because I know I didn't you, you didn't plan on that. But I, I know there's some really cool stuff happening in addition to all of the uh, coursework that's starting up every month and, and different courses start up as well. And uh, again, the Spanish courses and the Health Freedom Expo. Remember the 20. Let me see. Look, 26th through 29th. If you do the Trinity Live, yes. the actual Trinity Health Freedom Expo is what the 27th, 28th and 29th. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Of September. So those two days, it's usually a Saturday and a Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, I I know that there are like some great people that have been with us in Chicago for all these years. I ask that you please stretch and come down to Indianapolis with us as well. As much as you got spoiled having it in your own backyard, mm -hmm. a lot of people traveled and you can do it too and be part of this wonderful event. And uh, I know we, we probably need to talk about some potential keynotes for this year because there's always some cool, really cool people we get to bring in that I, I'm excited to help out in any way I can. Yes, Robert, you've been wonderful in giving us um, suggestions and ideas of people that truly have a passion for health, health freedom. And so I've appreciated it. So I'll definitely pick your brain within the next 30 or 45 days. Well, and I know that it's important to you, just as it is to me, that to bring people in that have the heart 
of a healer, right? That they're really, you, you know, what's bringing, why they have that passion. And I get chills when I talk about that because there are a lot of people that I would call them posers that are out there that, you know, they're, they're doing the circuit, but you know, like, I don't feel that same resonance and you're always good at like making sure we get those people that are committed to these principles, the health freedom that your dad was so profoundly invested in, in his lifetime and passed on that lineage and tradition to you and the family, which just makes my heart happy, even as I think, and I have emotions about it, you know, because, you know, we were all there at many of the times, of course you grew up in it, uh, that this tradition is not gone. It is living on and getting stronger. I really believe that. And, uh, uh, just so much appreciate your commitment and the team's commitment to do this. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's what sets us apart as far as the, um, just our intent is to educate people and to really help them feel supported and get answers, have options, know that they have choices and um, just need to be aware of freedom and the possibility at any time it can be taken away from us. So to make sure we're always involved and educated on how to stay involved and be involved. So um, it's something I'm very passionate about and love um, hosting. Yeah, well, it's like you said, it's been a journey and it's like part of my life's journey. It, you know, this is when we connected, who knew, right? How these things would align and, and grow the way they have. and you know, through many challenges and in life does that. I was just talking about the, the day today, very today. I'm like, you know, I have plans and then life happens. You're like, Oh my gosh, what a crazy day. And you know, not every day, thankfully is that crazy, but somehow we can lean on each other and get through those times. And, and for those that have come through, you know, the COVID crazy years and many, again, I talk about this a lot, the allopathically trained doctors and nurses that are looking for uh, either a new place or space or to learn the things they didn't learn. They're all welcome at Trinity. Absolutely. Yeah, we seem to, um, Robert, have two niches. We've got the crunchy moms and moms and dads that want to learn about natural health for their family, for Mm -hmm. their children, as well as uh, people that are very well educated, have had possibly another career in medicine and are choosing to learn and um, find support of um, our bodies. So Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting at Trinity who all comes and we welcome them all. Yeah. And how about the uh, communities outside of the U.S.? Do we have much that hear about this either through this show or otherwise for that live elsewhere that you can take the coursework from wherever they are on planet Earth? Absolutely. I think we have over 40 countries that are involved currently with students. So absolutely anywhere in the world, um, it because of it being online, it's accessible to them as well. Now, Julie, are you going to be at or are any of your team going to be at any of the upcoming events that we're doing prior to the Health Freedom Expo? Because sometimes you actually exhibit, uh, you know, some to the health food store community, like through Natural Products Expo. uh, But there are many others, uh, you know, whether they be naturopathic focused or broad spectrum of healers focused that may not know. And, you know, you be present to answer questions. Do you have any of those plans this year? We do. Uh, We'll be at the um, Expo West coming up uh, next month in Anaheim. And so Trinity will have a booth there. We'll also have um, one of our bilingual um, instructors uh, there as well to answer questions to um, launch that program as well. So um, we're excited to be there, but then always have our calendar open and uh, mindful of other events that we want to support. We've got some events in Indianapolis, it looks like we'll be there as well, uh, letting people know about the expo coming their way. 
Right. Yeah. There's a lot of local outreach that sometimes is overlooked when we have people coming from all over. It's like, well, what about their own backyard? They need to know about this. So that's cool as well. And when you go out to the Natural Product Expo, you primarily, though not exclusively, have a lot of what we call natural products retailers, right? Yes. Often, particularly that own, hopefully the mom and pops, which are the backbone of our, you know, natural products industry, the health food stores. And I know a lot of them are crowded out by big multinationals and, and even Amazon, but they they exist in your community. And very often they are now learning about Trinity to educate themselves or their staff members to be better able to serve the community. You know, when I've gone up to Canada, for instance, it's fascinating how in Canada, it seems more natural. They have sometimes naturopaths and homeopaths in health food stores regularly up there to consult. Like, I'd like to see that happen more as we evolve a more responsive community-based approach to help people get well so they're not resorting to things that they have no deficiency in, you know, drugs, for instance, and to have other options. So I'm just encouraging all of my health food store family and friends out there that if you haven't considered it, take part in the Trinity coursework. You're going to be enhancing your ability to support. People will learn about my, wow, the people at that store are, re they're really in, in the know. And uh, so I know you've had a lot of health food store per personnel over the years as well come through Trinity. Yes, we offer a group discount. And so we do um, at Expo West, I'll be very heavily talking to exhibitors and letting them know that we can train their team and um, they can learn together. And because we're not specifically product driven, the information can go across whatever lines that they carry in their health food store or in their practice. So mm -hmm. um, they'll find the information very practical and useful. And I really believe it'll set them apart from what they'll learn at Trinity. Julie, I know we don't always mention it, uh, but I know that like when I'm at the, the expo and even the Trinity live event, you have like a little store set up. I think your sister manages yes. it usually maybe give a, a shout out and a plug to her and what they do if anybody wants to avail themselves of what you make available through that store absolutely it's thriving for health and the number four is just like it is and so thriving for health it's a place for our students to go to purchase textbooks uh, resource materials plus she has a lot of other product lines that are recommended um, so yeah, so Thriving for Health, my sister Kim uh, sets up a booth at the Expo. She's there at Trinity Live. Um, my son is there, Simply Natural. He also has charts uh, by Stephen Horn and carries some other product lines as well. So it's definitely a family affair. Yeah, well, I love it. And I wish more families were working together and, and it wouldn't be so controversial to do that. I think part of the, uh, uh, what I would call the decentralization that we need to get back to is that human to human connection and that we work together. And I, and I feel like, you know, what you bring is that family orientation as well. And I think people sense that, which makes it so nice and refreshing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a good example for all of us that, uh, you know, we, we can and should rely on one another as opposed to just yeah. the thought is how can I get out of here as fast as possible? You know, which has been the, you know, kind of the centralization of power structures and even corporations in terms of uh, natural products industry as well as they consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. I feel like the trend is going the other way despite, yes. you know, it seems apparent it's not, but I think it is. And, and we're part of it. You're a big part of that. Yeah, I think with COVID, we learned the damaging what happened with isolation and so coming together we always try to create a safe place for people to learn to grow to lean on one another to ask questions and so it is truly a family affair when we are together lots of laughing learning and um, something people really look forward to every year 
Yeah. And, you know, the future, if we will, in any given uh, country, and particularly here where we originate in the U.S., um, you know, we've talked about like 20% of the GDP going to healthcare, which is not healthcare. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's disease management. And many of you, have, if you're here on this show regularly, you figured that out. You're like, I don't want to do that anymore. But maybe your friends and family members haven't figured it out or they're coming along to this point in place. Maybe you're going to be the one to help them because you're taking some Trinity classes and coming out as a CNHP or CHHP or just even the health coach program to get you started. There's so many ways that you can transform what you're doing to do something that is so uplifting. So, you know, bring a smile to your face to say, you know what, I actually helped somebody today. There are so many things you can do where you don't get that kind of feeling at the end of the day. And yeah. uh, for Trinity grads, I think they feel really good about what they're doing because they're actually helping people. Yeah, very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So anything else you want to share today, Julie? Uh, definitely make sure that you're receiving our emails, our newsletter. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Facebook. Um, we have lecture on demands, just lots of opportunities. We have blogs. Um, we really try to share information. Watch for Trinity Connect because it will be launching soon. And definitely uh, mark your calendars and come to the expo. Beautiful. All right, Julie. Well, say hi to everybody that uh, I miss seeing when I'm not there or when we're out and about. I don't know if they, I think I'll hit the Trinity Expo. I'm sorry. I call it the Trinity Expo West, but no, no, it's a, it's a huge thing. The Expo uh, West show. It's overwhelmingly large. I don't know how you handle it, but it, it it's amazing, though, the, the contacts you can make. And I hope you're successful in reaching out more into the health food industry because they can get tremendous help to help those that still avail themselves of the things in their local natural products retailer. Hopefully the mom and pops, we can help them survive and thrive one day again. Absolutely. Thank you, Robert. All right, Julie Whitman Klein, Julie Klein from Trinity School of Natural Health and Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Remember the virtual expo is coming up 17th and 18th of this month. Lots of new stuff in addition to what you witnessed and experienced there. And I'm so grateful that uh, we can share this good news with you every day, much less, you know, when we get the, the the Trinity spotlights going here on the show. So thanks, Julie, and everybody there. You guys check it out. Links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, remember, in hour two, we have a new guest, uh, Heather Berman, and we're going to be talking about the, you know, the courage and tenacity to stand up for what's right and defending bodily autonomy and, and the freedom to uh, not only have that, but to be able to work in the world, to travel, to engage in education despite, you know, a, a perspective that might be different than maybe the majority of people out there. Are we a country or nation in, in America particularly that defends individual liberty or do we run roughshod over it when it comes to a fear of germs or what we call now engineered things, biotoxins as such? And, you know, Heather, uh, if you read her bio and it's in the show notes, you'll see she stood up in a, in a very difficult field to do so. Uh, because of the uh, yielding to authoritarianism within the uh, creative arts community, which, you know, you think that that's kind of counterintuitive, but we'll talk with her about that and a whole lot more. That's going to be a cool part of next hour. Uh, we do have a homeopathic hit, particularly related to children, but not exclusively uh, later in the show. And I think we have time to go into a lot of plastic stories. What are, what are those? This is not like movies about plastic like Barbie, uh, I don't think, but it's about plasticizers and the rise of petrochemical plastic uh, everything in the 20th century and how that manifests as a lot of the things that uh, we talk about in terms of chronic neurological degradation, endocrine disruption diseases, inflammatory conditions, 
you know, we've talked about, you know, bowel diseases, including colon cancers and things. Since the 1950s, this has been going on, and it's a tremendously devastating thing, and Super Don has become quite passionate about it when the subject comes up. So I want to welcome him into the mix here. We've got uh, a, a number of articles we'll hit as well. Super D, you've got all the links to everything we just talked about up in the notes, though, for Trinity, right? Yeah, including the new banner uh, for the Health Freedom Expo coming up in September. Oh, great. All right, That's in, in the upcoming Excellent. events as well. Super. So we'll look forward to seeing everybody there. And uh, in the meantime, we'll continue our education platform. Hopefully it's a little engaging, informative, and entertaining as well, so that these subjects that are not always pleasant, like how many of you are eating plastics and you don't even know it, like, I don't want to know. You do want to know because the future, (laughs) your future, your health, your your kid's health depends on it. Unfortunately, uh, some people know they're eating plastics uh, because they literally don't know what else to do. You know, at this point, and, you know, I, I discovered this, what, a couple months ago, I guess it's been now. Yeah. Um, I don't lose sleep over it, but it's still, I find it very interesting that just now we're finding out, not that there wasn't a hunch. You've been talking about plasticizers for a long time, just like mm-hmm. everything else. You, you've been yeah. saying it before anybody else. But, uh, you know, we're surrounded by this stuff. there's just really no getting away from it anymore i mean they're finding you know traces of this stuff in you know uh, remote wilderness areas and lakes you know you used to think oh i'll just go hiking you know 50 miles into the wilderness and stuff like that Eh, it's there too unfortunately we we have covered the planet in this stuff uh but more and more science is coming out and and today for some reason in the news cycle Uh, I saw several that came out. So I thought, you know, maybe that's the universe telling us, hey, we should bring it up again. Yeah. And so we have a number of stories here, including this one that says ditch the plastic container. Study says plastics linked to thousands of preterm births. We're talking babies aren't supposed to be ready to come out of mommy yet. And they're coming out early because of plastics. Uh, Yeah, specifically, of course, web page. I think they're talking about the phthalates in this particular situation. Mm hmm. Which is just one of the uh, the different types of, of uh, toxic uh, um, components to plastic that uh, are we're finding out today are causing wreaking all kinds of havoc. And in this particular case, there's an increased risk of preterm birth. And these phthalates, they're they're just they're in everything: common household items, toys, Tupperware. Uh, you know, it's used in in food production. So I mean, it's in literally everything it is that's around us that we touch and that we sit on and we wear and we eat and 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 all that kind of stuff. And so the idea here is when we share these stories, not for you to light yourself on fire and run out the door screaming because <laughs> yeah, it's like don't. it's the end of the world, right? You know, we're we're finding out about this now, and so obviously we need to start coming up with some things that we can do to try and minimize the impact. And try and figure out some way to detox. And there's some speculation. There's some theories on that. But it's not something we have proven yet that we don't have, don't have all the answers to. No. it's uh, To say it's highly suspicious is an understatement, though. Because there is and has been a lot of actually good quality science revealing causal connections between the exposure to plastics from petrochemicals. Well, it's correlation at this point, Right. Well, in um, some in some ways, but I mean, if you start researching, digging deep on the medical literature, there I would argue there's more than correlation. I'm not saying in every area, but there is some 
that has been done over the years that is beyond just, oh, we correlation, we need more study, which that exists too, of course. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the eye opening thing for me was when I looked at the history of these plastics and it's just like, ding, you know, the light bulb went on where it showed that the stuff became popular back in the mid fifties. And then if you take a look at the rise of chronic diseases from the fifties until now, you see that it, 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 it tracks with the, the usage of, of plastics and plastic, uh, you know, different types of plastics. And, you know, what are we talking about? Phthalates, like in this particular story, and actually in the, the, the other story that I happened to see today, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. General Mills has been urged to reduce plastic chemicals in food products. Now, they're talking about phthalates. But get this, you know, uh, I just recently switched to, and my wife just sweet, recently switched to eating organic. Mm-hmm. There's a, a company out there called Annie's, Annie's Organic, which yeah. is very popular. Very Happens popular in the health food store circuit. You can now find them in mass oh, yeah. market as well. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know, or they've got all kinds of organic stuff, but they have a tendency to make a lot of, of processed organic food, mm-hmm. right? Annie's uh, mac and cheese. I've had it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out here that the one particular product, uh, Annie's organic cheesy ravioli, has a concerning level of phthalates in it. Oh, good Even Lord. though it's organic. Oh, right. Right? Now you look at the organic label and you go, oh, this is blessed by the fairies of the forest. It doesn't have anything bad in it, right? Mm -hmm. But organic does not mean what some people think it means. Sometimes there can be stuff in there, including stuff like heavy metals. They can still get the organic label, right? All that means is they just didn't use uh, pesticides, right? It was grown organically. They don't Uh, mandate testing for certain things is the point. Correct. And so you think you're doing better, and in some ways you are, but... In some ways, it's become such a mass merchandise product, these organic packaged foods, that they're subject to exposure and contamination by the same thing these so-called conventional mass-marketed foods are. In the are. food production process, right? You know, yeah. Because if you think about it, I mean, what are all these parts and these things and these containers and stuff that they're putting it in and all that kind of stuff like that? Mm-hmm. It's all plastic. Yeah, We love plastic. Co- the human race is in love with plastic. And and. My prayer one day is that they'd replace all plastic with hemp-based plastics. Yeah, I just, that's, you know, yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you think it'll ever happen? Yeah, I think that uh, it may be just, you know how sometimes the the only thing that makes the change like that are disasters? Yeah, well, we're experiencing it, sort of, aren't we? So I say... Even though they would fight kicking and screaming, the industry that uses plastics very cheaply at this point, inevitably, if you reject the use of these products with plastics in them, they're going to have to shift. Think about this. I mean, we opened with the story about the the pesticides, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got the guy from Bayer sitting there trying to make the case. Well, you know, if we if we got rid of the, the Roundup pesticide, it would put all of these these 800 people out of work. Yeah. They would make the same exact argument in, in that case. What about all the thousands and thousands of people that are working in plastics uh, uh, plants, right? right? And, 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 and uh, you know, uh, businesses and stuff that rely on plastic. Everybody would be unemployed if we got rid yeah. of plastic, right? Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, they kind of have a point there mm-hmm. that it's so ingrained into our society that you can't just pull it all out and expect everything to work. Because, I mean, imagine, look around you right now in your studio. Mm-hmm. If you removed all the plastic that oh, is yeah. in that studio, what would be left standing? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, as we've talked about, oil made a lot of things possible. 
But there's a downside to, you know, utilizing those oils and converting them through the petrochemical process or organic right. chemistry to make things uh, convenient. But the downside is the long-term exposure and bioaccumulation. And that's something that, you know, as a homeopath, have to help people undo. And the you know? only thing I'm just saying is this is the way that things are. The only thing that we're really going to be able to do is you can try and, and, and reduce the amount of exposure that you have to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. uh, but detoxification is going to be the key in the situation. And I haven't seen it yet, but I think the next big thing that we're going to see is people coming up with detoxification protocols mm -hmm. on dealing with the situation as we learn more about it. Now, there is an, one more story here on the plastics that uh, you sent to me, and this was from A&H, yeah. talking about the scourge of microplastics. I haven't had a chance to read this yet. Yeah, but we need yet, to go through that eventually, yes. It, it is another one. Now, now here's the last story of, of the, um, the hour the here. The trilogy here. <laughs> yeah, and so I saw this. Common preservative may harm your gut. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Haven't talked about preservatives in a while. I wonder what this is. Well, it turns out that there's a preservative... And I don't, I don't know. It's N I S I N. Nicin. I, I would say nicin. Nicin. Uh, and it, not not so you know nicin. What it rhymes with it rhymes with ricin. Rice. I know. Saying, I, I saw. Yeah. That. <laughs> you think about toxins. It doesn't sound good, yeah. uh, but it's an antimicrobial preservative used in everything from beer to cheeses and dipping sauces, probably in every fast food restaurant on the planet. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's made apparently naturally by bacteria to eliminate competition from other microbes by killing them. So it's a preservative. Yes. Now, they call these things what? Lantibiotics? Lantibiotics, yes. Yeah. Or lantibiotics, uh, I don't lantibiotics, know. Lantibiotics, yeah. yeah. Or and and they're derived from lantipeptides, they call them. Right. Um so so check this out and this we're we're at the end of the hour here but the, the, mm -hmm. I had an aha moment this I had a Brian Artist uh, a venom moment, moment this okay. morning. Go back. Cuz you know how time. whenever we have him on he's always like, you know, hey, and you know what else? This and I talked this and I went here and I looked at this and you know what this is related to venom, right? He's right. always connecting those dots. Well, yeah. I looked at this nice and I was just like, I wonder when was this invented? So it turns out it was invented in 1928, uh, but they didn't begin using it as a food preservative until when? 1950s. The mid 50s. Yeah. Right at the same yeah. time that we saw them using the plastics and these other things, these other inventions that were awesome that we are now finding out 70 some odd years later mm -hmm. uh, are causing the problems and creating the rise of these chronic diseases that we've been talking about for the last 70 years. And every, you know, all the doctors are scratching their head going, Hmm, yeah. I don't know. Well, remember a lot of this situation, the gastrointestinal tract, that which you are exposed to through eating will go through the alimentary canal. And there it interacts with the microbiome if you have one left, and they'll try to deal with it. Bodies in nature and life itself is intelligent, smarter than we are as arrogant men and women, humans. And they're going to try to adapt to help you survive. But through the adaptation process, you see the rise of significant chronic debilitating degenerative diseases, including colon cancer, neurological de degradation, other things like that. Anything. I mean, look, everything's tied to the gut. We're yeah. finding everything. Mm -hmm. Is tied to the gut and that balance of your of your microbiome, and I mean, yeah. think about it. You know, if your parents ate the standard American diet, and then you were born, now you've got an epigenetic situation going on, where you've got people with a a, a screwed up microbiome that are having kids, and those kids are inheriting a screwed up microbiome and they're continuing to eat the standard American diet and still being bombarded by this stuff. And mm -hmm. their, their microbiome now is screwed up even more. And then they have children. 
you know, what are we seeing here? We're seeing an evolution, and this is why, in my opinion, you're seeing kids that are being born, and they're coming up with these these early onset uh, uh, yeah, diseases that only adults used to get. Crossing the generations, and they're being born already like they're old because of all the exposures. And I was the canary in the coal mine of Gen X. I had a lot of these diseases and inflammatory markers early on, first 24 years of life before I figured out there's another way to go here. And and despite of ongoing chronic exposure that I can't completely eliminate, even though I've made conscious decisions like going organic and other things like you're doing now, Super D, the good news is that we have resilience if we minimize the exposure over that which we have control over. And then I say aggressively, but in a safe manner, rational manner, bind and help the body to excrete those things. That's what we call detoxification. And we're doing the detox dialogues usually once a week now, in addition to the homeopathic hits, you can find a way back to health and maybe even thrive in the midst of an environment that's not optimal or ideal. That's the ability that we have, but it isn't by going la, 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 kid. <laughs> that's not the way to go forward unless, you know, you're just taking more and more medication. And that's not a fun, happy way to go out. We've got challenges. We all do. Uh, the question is, what do you want to do in your future? Do you want to have some level of control? And I don't mean obsessive control, but genuine control over your future. You make choices and don't give up because it seems so all overwhelming. Even if you make one step, a lot step, little step, baby steps become those big leaps for you. And that's what we're here to do at the Robert Scott Bell Show. Help you do that. Super Don's helped me do that as well. And next hour, Heather Berman's going to help us do that as well, especially if you're in the creative arts, but not exclusive to that. Because you can take what she's done in one field or endeavor to stand up and defend individual bodily autonomy and liberty. We can do that everywhere. And we'll all be better off for it, helping one another in that way. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. We'll also talk about the high cost of, high cost of groceries. Is there another way to go here? Grocery inflation? Can we take, get that under control? And then the homeopathic hit of the day relates to mostly children. Not exclusive, but we'll hit that too. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing the show. Please say thanks to those sponsors that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. Two hours a day, five days a week, an additional hour on Sundays. And uh, we'll be back with some of the upcoming events and say more thanks. And then Heather Berman after that, because the power to heal is yours. Man, there's so many things I want to talk to you all about, including one of the things that we mentioned, the Annie's Organics. They're owned by General Mills now. I don't know if you know that. The consolidation in the food industry, the the the, the purchasing of the organic providers that used to be home homegrown, homespun kind of small businesses are now part of multinational conglomerates. And, of course, you got to question if the quality's still there. And as Super D pointed out through this article that even the stuff that's organic, you got to be very, very careful about uh, it may not be as clean as you think it is. Now, this doesn't mean to give up and don't go organic because we've already seen the analysis done, even in peer-reviewed uh, articles in, in journals, where the reduction of exposure to, to the toxic pesticides does have a tremendous impact on health. Uh, remember the documentary film Secret Ingredients by Jeffrey Smith and Amy Hart? In 90 or so minutes, you witnessed the diagnoses of various generations from kids to parents to grandparents and including two kids with autism diagnoses, lost the diagnoses by doing what? Simply going organic and non-genetically modified as far as food choices. So when we cover an article like that, it isn't with the intent to, oh, just give up because it's all it doesn't matter anymore. It's not that. It's to help 
I guess, train our minds to be very, uh, well, skeptical is not bad. Cynical can be a bummer, but there are ways that you can choose organic and, and be benefited by it. And, and one of the best ways is something I'm going to talk to you about in just a moment when we talk about lowering grocery bills, when inflation has taken such a toll on people that they're like, can I really afford afford the food? And especially when I want you to make better choices of quality and go organic, you're like, oh, I can't afford it. And remember that the word or the words in sequence, I can't afford it, are like a commandment to God telling you, well, telling God that you're not worthy of the gifts of creation to sustain you. I believe, this is my belief, that God wants you to have the best of everything. And it is only our wrong belief. And I say that not to be judgy. I've had them too, and maybe still have some of those too. It's only a, a question of worthiness that we find that negative self-talk or things like I can't and fill in the blanks are dictating to a reality that you are a co-creator of. And so why not humor yourself if you don't believe it initially and just kind of start saying, I am worthy. I am worthy. I can afford it. I can't, you know, and you start changing things because our mind is just a, a computer that we program or it gets programmed by other people. And so the ability to take part in the co-creation of a reality you would rather have rather than being victimized by one that you don't, even though you've engaged in by disengaging, by going, oh, I can't do it, it's too much, then you let others co-create for you. And they don't often don't have the same interest in your health, your vitality, your life that you would, and that of your kids, et cetera. So as you look at making these choices, that goes to the heart of the expense you're perceiving is going out when you're making better choices of food. Now, this also applies to medicine, supplements, things like that. And many of you are interested because you're here in finding out ways to navigate a world that has become, again, very toxic, including the doctors who might mean well, and all of their tools are toxic as well. The drugs that are approved by the FDA are the third leading cause of death and I argue the first because they caused the first and second, the heart disease and cancer. So what way do you go? Then you go, I'm going to take it back into my own control and I'm going to start figuring out a better way to go. Now, for much of our lives in the Western world and in America, you've relied upon insurance schemes to cover things that you perceive are maybe really unaffordable to you. And you think, well, if it's not covered by insurance, then I can't do it. Yet that which is covered by insurance is often detrimental to your health. This is why I say the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. Because it ensures what? That you will be tested with every test, experimental or otherwise, and analyzed and then diagnosed with a disease you probably don't have. Misdiagnosis, anybody? The tests aren't accurate. Anybody, you know that? And then you end up getting put on medication for those things you don't have, which then give you 5, 10, 15, or 20 other things you didn't have to begin with that they're going to begin to treat you with more toxic drugs for things. you. And you see that downward spiral. In the meantime, you go, well, at least it's covered by insurance. And then somebody says, hey, how about this homeopathic medicine, this dietary supplement, or these uh, non-doctors that are you know, providing therapies that you go, well, I can't afford it. That's not covered by insurance. The very thing that you would invest in your health now is robbed from you because you have that mindset that's been programmed into you. And as I've gone to, to Canada over the years uh, before COVID and talked to them about their system of socialized single payer medicine that they think is far superior, many of them do, and they look at America, it's like, you guys are cruel, you could actually go bankrupt because you can't afford medical care. 
I'm not disputing that reality for some, but I said to those people that were at the total health show that are, was a holistically oriented show. I said, you love this system. It's better than me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, do you use that system? The health Canada single payer system. And those people at the event largely said to me, Oh no, I would never use it. I'm like what? What do you mean you'd never use it? Well, it only covers things like drugs and surgery and, you know, vaccine shots, things like that. And I'm, I don't want that. But I said, you're happy for your system because it affords that for poor people. Right. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. Poor people have to take the shots, the surgery and the drugs that you think are so dangerous. You don't want any part of that. How's that compassion? Right. Whereas I argue freedom, freedom of the market to allow for competition, innovation, to come back to our senses and go back to the ancient traditions and nature as our healer, including homeopathic medicine, the most affordable of all medicines on planet Earth. As far as if you have to buy something, although I will teach you how to make your own, uh, you can do that. It won't be official, but you can do that, too. So there are ways to bring the power to heal back to you. And they don't involve centralized planning, bureaucracies, even FDA approval. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> You're talking about not getting something approved by the government? Yeah, because if it is approved by the government, more, more often than not, I'm going to go, I will avoid that specifically because the FDA says it's good for me as they approve that, which, as I said, the third, second, or first leading cause of death. Now, as far as a supplement, just want to shout out to Bobri Oren, who we've had on. He was the Sunday was he the, no, he's on Wednesday. We played it uh, two days ago. He has uh, offered a 15% off deal between now and Monday. If you've been waiting to break through that ceiling in your healing, like my mom did almost two years ago now, getting on the Folium PX products, foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 normally or 15 now or call them or, or message them and say, I heard about it on the Robert's Got Bell show. So you get the 15% off uh, this week. And this is the thing that got my mom back to dancing at the age of 89 and now 90, where she was fading. Folium PX, the Folium Original, the Folium Immuno, the Folium Relax, a three-pronged approach. And I'm hoping Bobri will be with us at one of the events coming up, uh, like he was at the Autism Health Summit. That'll be great. All right, quickly, grocery costs. This is the story here to open up hour two. Why does it cost so much to get your groceries? Now, I would argue that largely it's due to Federal Reserve notes and their diminishment in, in their purchasing power. That's called inflation. Inflation is the inflation of the money supply. It means more money chasing after the same amount or fewer goods. And this means the price is going to go up. In other words, the dollar value, the Federal Reserve note dollar value uh, is not greater except that the dollar you hold, the Federal Reserve notes, can't buy as much. And you can't keep up with those. Part of that is that. The other part, of course, may be opportunistic. I'll grant you that. That they are able to raise prices like the gas, you know, prices go up and they tend to go down really slowly. And you wonder how come they go up so fast but come down so slow. So some of it could be uh, gaming the system for more profits at a corporate level. I'm not going to discount that. But the reality for reducing the cost of your groceries is to become your own farmer. Grow your own food, even if it's a little bit, every little bit. It's like printing money and not getting in trouble from the Secret Service because <laughs> you're not counterfeiting. You're actually printing your own money by growing your own food. Wintertime, if you have a greenhouse, build your own greenhouse. Do what you can, and that will reduce grocery bills despite the tanking of the Federal Reserve and the cost for everything going up because the, the value of every dollar you think you're working for goes down. 
That's the briefest version or explanation I can give to you. But in this article, they talked about subsidizing the cost of expensive groceries. Super Don, what was that Keynesianism they called it? Do you have that? Uh, we were talking about earlier. I thought that was pretty brilliant. Cu- culinary Keynesianism. Culinary, culinary. If you're into economics, <laughs> Keynesianism is this idea that you can print your way out of anything, print more money yeah. uh, versus the, uh, that's well, the Chicago They were school. saying, well, we'll just spend $80 billion on free produce. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll give it away. Right. And, and what's the quality? They're going to be fulfilling the coffers of the genetically engineered food producers. They're not going to be supporting you to yeah, buy organic, organic stuff. Yeah, no. yeah. You know where this goes. It's all corporatism. And if you want to save money on groceries, get closer and closer to the, the the where it's produced or become your own producer or a combination of the two. That's what I'm saying. Now, let's go into other levels of bodily autonomy. We've got a very special guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show for the first time. Her name is Heather Berman. And uh, if you read about her backstory and history and being born with the I, the creative arts coming through her pores. It's like my daughter. I'm like, I, I, I'm concerned for her because she's so creative and talented, but that industry has not been really uh, an industry that values individual liberty and freedom, even though creativity comes through you in an extraordinary way. And yet with COVID, they went right into authoritarianism and they kicked people out who are talented, wonderful people and said, you can't participate in this theater play, in this movie production, and you name the You can't even go see a play unless you're fully injected with an experimental, as we now know, very detrimental to your health thing. And she stood up and didn't cower in fear and has taken on what I call the bad guys. I mean, she might not portray it that way. I don't know. But for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, let's welcome Heather Berman. We've got her linked up. You can learn about her, but we're going to learn about it right now. Welcome, Heather. And thank you for all you're doing. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Honored to have you. And I'll, I love your backstory because I see my daughter in what you are, you know, born into this just oozing with creativity, loving the theater, the arts, the thing, all of that stuff. And it's like such a wonderful endeavor. And yet maybe not valued as much as I, I would value or perceive its value. And yet you invest your life in it and then find out over the last few years, you can't do it because you're not going to accept a medical and experimental injection. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel really bad for the young people that got into it during that time or want to now get into it. You know, (laughs) a lot of us didn't know about all the things that we know about now, you know, years ago. I will say I was never a follower in life. Um, I don't know why. I just wasn't. I always questioned things and um, I kind of did it yeah, I did it my way. You know, I just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just kind of, you know, grew up wanting to be in show business. I don't know where it came from. My mom said I exclaimed I wanted to be a star and I wanted a diamond ring when I was five. <laughs> so how I was going to do that, I still don't have the diamond ring, but um, <laughs> um, how I was going to do that it really was about working hard. You know, like going to the ballet bar every day, falling out of your back handspring, um, you know, bloody toes in your point shoes and bruises everywhere. And, you know, that's, you know, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved well, training it's, it's, as a dancer and an actor. I mean, I really studied with the best people. 
the di- yeah, the discipline, just like anything, if it's an athletic endeavor, if you want to achieve in business, it's like a lot of hard work that's often not seen. And, and many people who make it, you know, they toil in obscurity for many years to become an overnight sensation. That's, you know, the story of a lot of this. And they, you don't see all that back. You see them when they pop up everywhere. Now, there are a lot of truly horrific things that happen in the Hollywood machinery. We've, you know, talked about in terms of, uh, uh, gosh, man, I, I don't like to just talk about it, but the abuse of people just to, you know, just, they want to achieve and then they're taken advantage of, right. That's another aspect of it. But did you ever have a perception that your, you know, chosen arena, the arts would prohibit people who are not willing to engage in medical experimentation upon themselves to actually engage in the arts. That's kind of the wildest thing to consider. Yeah, I mean, finding out, I guess, during this time, how the artist just kind of lined up and, you know, followed. But if you really look at the arts, um, people view things like Broadway, Lincoln Center, you know, the big regional theaters, Hollywood as making it, right? So, but if you look at all of that, who funds that? Do you really think it's the ticket holders? Who funds those things? Look and find out. So mm. I think the funny thing about this whole time is um, it was always kind of beholden mm-hmm. to this kind of you know, hierarchy of, and also, you know, when you go from one Broadway show to the next or one, you know, film to the next, you're kind of got blinders on sometimes these people don't have to learn other things. Mm. You know what I mean? They're kind of in their own little world and everybody follows and everybody agrees. And if you don't, you're the weird one. Well, I've never kind of followed or agreed about anything. I always had my own mind. And I don't know, maybe God was protecting me, but I got all the way to the end for many Broadway shows and never got one. Even though I was a rock cat, that's different. You know, even in the time of COVID recently, or is this going back? No, we're talking way before. Okay. During COVID, I was already injured. Okay. Right? I was injured in 2017 from the tetanus vaccine. Right. So I already right. had a whole career. I was kind of like hanging on at that point, not wanting to get disability at that point. I was kind of like, I'd work a day and then recover for three. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I was trying to like yeah. hobble along and I didn't want casting or agents or anybody to know about my injury. Right. I mean, it was, I, I can't even begin to tell you the first year I was, you know, just trying to get diagnosed. And I remember like trying to work on, you know, movie sets, just doing background. And I was in so much pain. I can't, until yeah. one day I just collapsed. I collapsed. I couldn't, I couldn't get up. Yeah. I just want to be clear about this. And I apologize. I didn't bring this up in your backstory, but we're leading to that, that you were injured by a vaccine before the COVID era. And so you're aware of it due to a harsh reality. Uh, I don't know if it was the DTAP or the TDAP you got, because when they say you need a tetanus shot, there is no tetanus shot, at least in North America that you can get. It's a combo shot, uh, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, Uh, you know, why adults are getting pertussis shots. It's all bizarre, but you don't know better. They, They say, oh, you got a, a, a certain kind of scrape or scratch. Oh, you better get a tetanus shot and things like that. And they don't ever tell you the risks of these things, the adverse events that manifest. And in your case, nothing. boy, did they manifest? Yeah, nothing. I mean, it was so weird because at the time I was, you know, 
of course, as an actor, you're always doing many different jobs. Well, at the time I was selling perfume at a department store and I the bottle was broken, shards of glass went in my finger and it started really swelling. And I thought, well, I'll go to the urgy care. And the funny thing about it is I had always studied holistic health for years, years. I knew everything about it. I even went to the Hippocrates Institute in West Palm Beach, but I never knew about vaccines. Unfortunately, like many people, I had to learn it through being injured. I didn't know anything about vaccines. I never came up in all my studies. And I studied cancer because I had a little lump and a cancer scare. And I never, you know, it just never came up. It's really well, hidden. The, it's this, really this, hidden, you know. This is the blind spot for most of us that grew up in the Western world, right? Yeah. We were raised as I was pharmaceutically and medically. And who would think to ask questions about those things that were kind of like a staple in life? You just did them. It was right? like, if you yeah. don't do it, you're going to end up with lockjaw or you're going to not be able to walk. And I had an, a, an uncle who had polio. You know what I mean? You grow up with that your whole life. And talk about a fear-based method of control of the population. Um, this is not something that is empowering, as we know, but it's empowering and profitable to a certain industry. And as much as I'd like to say, you know, Look, most doctors don't know it. They're engaged in some things that when they wake up one day, they look in the mirror. I hope they repent, and some have, because it's not good. It's not actually healing. And, in fact, what I've said they do with these shots is create disease. They don't prevent it. And oh, wow. and so, you know, it's a harsh wake-up call because we want to believe the goodness in everybody or in doctors. And, you know, whether they're ignorant, arrogant, or otherwise, we've got to be grown up, too, and go, uh-uh. I'm not just going to trust you because you say it or because you have a degree or the government says so. We've got to grow up and and really be skeptical of authority or authoritarianism. And I don't think a lot in the theater arts and arts community had enough skepticism for that. They just kind of turned their bodies over, even if they care for their bodies in a lot of ways, to a government medical media complex. And they denigrated and attacked the few of you in the industry that dared to say, uh-uh, not in my body. Oh, yeah, we were really I mean, I'm still dealing with the fact that the largest database where all of the agents use to submit their talent has locked me out of their website. And because I can't afford to pay a lawyer, I haven't been able to really address it. And it's it's called Breakdown Services. And they've locked me out of their website. And why? Because there was a notice, a casting notice, and I'm injured, you know, and they were requiring the shots. So I wrote to them through the website. I said, you might want to consider a medical exemption or a religious exemption, because a lot of people are not going to want to take these shots for, you know, there's aborted baby cells. There's a lot of, you know, chemicals in them and people have reasons. So you might want to add that in because that's constitutional. We need to be able to have an exemption. Yeah. Well, she retaliated. She contacted breakdown services. She contacted my agents. I had two agents drop me on there and I'm still locked out of breakdown services. Yeah. You know, normally you would have an ability to hire an attorney to go after them personally for damage to your career based on violations of your medical status, right? Even knowing it, uh, I think it's a criminal act that she's engaged in personally, although it would be certainly something that would uh, have, a, you know, a civil action potential. But again, you, to have a lawyer, it, it's untenable in many ways to get them to do the right thing. Um, you mentioned, and I'm going to come back to this as well, but the funding of a lot of the arts 
because it's an interesting concept in many ways. It seems to be a great concept of like corporate donations to the to the ballet, right, to theater groups. And you think, well, that makes it affordable for people that maybe a ticket would be a thousand dollars. Now the tickets, you know, fifty or whatever it is. So you'd say there's a lot of good there, but then when you find the corporate donors have often ties to, for instance, pharmaceutical companies, which they have the most money to donate and buy and, and advertise and all, that you find out that those strings are actually attached. We'd love yes. to have it where it's independent and so that the, the, the arts could be free of the, those encumbrances. But here we have a reality, a harsh reality, where we're looking at they want a return on their investment. If we're given that money, then we got to make sure everybody's a customer, whether they want to be or not. And so conflicts, economic conflicts of interest are tied even to those donations. Yeah, that's right. And if you watched any of the award shows, you saw brought to you by Pfizer yeah. for the, you know, the SAG awards. I mean, the award shows, I'm sure people have seen that, you know, saw mm -hmm. the Oscars and, you know, and a lot of the stars were, you know, they were marketing for Pfizer. They got a lot of money. It was a whole program where they would contact influencers on Instagram and, you know, stars. And as you can see, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is a mm -hmm. ball player and he's promoting it. And that's a big part of how they market, especially before it was, um, uh, right before it was, when it was EUA, because they mm -hmm. couldn't actually you know what I mean? Do a commercial. Right. They had to just yeah. have these people promote it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. it's propaganda, you know? And then of course they blocked out anything that had to do with holistic and which by the way, the first thing after that first year in 2018, a friend mm -hmm. said, why don't you contact this homeopath that I know? Why don't you try it? Hello. She took me from, Literally, I would get up and then by, I don't know, an hour, I would be like, I got to lie back down again on the floor in so much pain. Mm -hmm. Slowly, slowly, we started with um, different remedies, homeopathic remedies. And I was doing that. We built up to different ones. Causticone was the one that I ended up using the longest. And mm -hmm. it was about three and a half years. I did all homeopath, homeopathic remedies. And then this is crazy. Just a few weeks ago, I sprained my foot really bad. I am always spraining. I've broken toes through this MS thing, right? And what do I use? I'm always using Arnica. I take mm -hmm. it and the cream. I didn't have a bruise because I, you know, I'm icing, I'm putting the Arnica. Right. And then just a couple weeks ago, I ate a pizza. Hello, I ate a pizza. It caused a storm of inflammation. I don't know why, because I've had pizza before. I'm usually very good, but for whatever reason, an MS flare, my whole center was swollen and I was in so much pain, I couldn't walk. So first I can't walk and I'm rolling around on my, my office chair when I sprain my foot, mm -hmm. right? And then I can't walk because I have an MS flare in my entire center my back everything is swollen i can't walk and I'm, i was scared to death i'm like i'm gonna have to go to the hospital so i had a couple remedies and the one that seemed to calm everything down the most was nux vomica mm -hmm. and so i swear by it so i, I actually love would love to have a session with you because i think there's even more that i can 
try to help and fix I, <laughs> with homeopathy. Honestly, folks, I didn't pay her to do any of this. She's actually <laughs> sharing stories I didn't know that she would share about her experience with homeopathy. I to surprise you, yeah. Yeah, and as yeah. we as we talk about this, you know, the future of, of, of medicine and healthcare is coming back to the natural world that is not poison to the body. And, you know, you talk about your symptoms. Many of them were caused by the poisoning of the body by allopathic medicine injection or otherwise, or even the drugs that are used to alleviate some of the symptoms are all to varying degrees toxic to the digestive system, the liver, et cetera, and every system that's impacted downstream from that. Uh, so your journey is one that I would think that it would be embraced by many in the, in the, uh, the creative arts, because let's be honest, how many of the Hollywood celebrity actors, they care about their bodies, that they're going to do things that might be more holistic. I think a lot of them. And yeah, yet I think there were people that did and agreed with, you know, us who were speaking out. I was really the only SAG after actor on the street speaking out and produce helping to produce rallies. It, you know, I had one other friend who was an opera singer, Lisa Eden. We both spoke at the Teacher's Choice and Children's Health Defense. But I had started on the streets in 2020. I mean, you know, I was I was told, I hope you die. Like, it was crazy like, on, you know, Ninth Avenue in New York. Yeah. And many of these people will speak out on how horrible certain people are out there. And, you know, they'll speak out against certain things they don't believe in yet. Here they are engaging in this hor horrendous behavior of wishing people to become ill and die because they had a disagreement about medicine. I mean, what, yeah, how I mean, is that? You know, Hollywood, a lot of the stars, you know, I kept telling people, if you're waiting for the stars to speak out, even if they agree with someone like me or, you know, others that were speaking out, you're going to be waiting until people are dead. They, they care exactly. about their bank account, their career. It, it takes a really strong person, a very specific person, as we saw these past four years, mm -hmm. who's going to really stand up against this powerful. There are folks know. out there that do that. I mean, Rob Schneider comes to mind. Uh, yeah. Very talented, funny guy and a man Rob of a great Schneider. integrity. Very mm -hmm. Rob Schneider's one. Uh, five times August, Brad Skistema, yes. if you say he's been very vocal and outspoken as a, as an artist and creative artist. That's and, right. uh, there are other Esai Morales is another good guy that knows this yeah. uh, Lourdes uh, uh, who's friends as well. It's not that they don't exist. And also um, we're going to be featuring more of the uh, actors from protocol seven, a new film coming out by Andy Wakefield, who you might oh, know. Great. Of. And he yeah. gathered folks from the, all of the people that are in that machinery that believe as you do. And I do and found all of these people to come together to work on this production, mostly in Texas, they did this and uh, they've got this feature film coming out and the, both the, all the actors, the people behind the scenes, they were all on the same page. The only people that didn't know were the extras. And when I was, Hey, there wait a minute, how comes I didn't get a call for that? I, yeah, you should have. I don't know how that, so <laughs> this is another aspect and we're going to get into the SAG after lawsuit thing as well, but to create, we've seen this emerge among healthcare providers wanting to set up a parallel track, a parallel system. That's why we're going to do the next steps conference with Tia Severino outside of Atlanta, uh, March 14th through 17th. It's not waiting around for all the people that have power right now to do the right thing. It's like, you guys do what you want. We're going to set up our own like production companies or film companies, theater companies that don't 
require it, that set themselves apart and go, you know what? We are not going to be part of that anymore. It's wrong. And so there's that already happening. And I want you guys, Heather, you to connect with some of these people that we're going to be featuring as well, because that's how this changes. Not because we're going to get the top down thing. It's because at the bottom level, and I don't say that in a negative way, but at the level it all gets done, people are going to go, we're coming to work together because we want to protect one another genuinely, not in a way that we sell out ourselves or our our friends for an agenda that isn't ours, even though some are profiting from it. And I think calling those people out, it's not comfortable, but it has to be done. Yeah. I mean, we did. And it, it, we found, we kind of, you know, I was in New York and I, I was like watching with horror that everybody was just lining up and not saying anything. And then finally a bunch of us found each other, you know, around the country, you know, LA, we all started connecting in Miami and, you know, we all started getting together and it took a while, but we finally have a lawsuit against sag because they're the ones that put together this, you know, back to work, kind of mandate and you know they would blame the producers the producers would blame them but they're the ones that put this back to work protocol together and it was a mandate i mean there were people going to set in i guess it was fall of 21 uh 2020 that had more garb on than what the doctors and nurses had on at the hospitals and they, of course, were happy about it. They didn't know. And I have friends that have gotten 100, you know, PCR tests by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. This, this crappy uh, test that's not validated. Uh, so talk to me about the SAG lawsuit we have here. There's, a, yeah. a, I think, a, a donate for it as well. This is something you're engaged in. We talked about the personal suit that I wish you could afford to do against the person who Maybe leaked all this information about you. Maybe somebody will call me and help me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this but- is a, you know, all SAG after members. Um, and um, Perk is helping there it is. us. It's up on screen now. There it is. Yeah. Perk is, um, you know, helping us to fund this. Great. We just, and we just featured Perk on a Sunday, a conversation last week that was I so tremendous. It. Amy, uh, Amy Bond, is it? Yeah. Yes. She, so great, great group. And you're connected and they're helping with this. I'm grateful to know that. I know, I know, I, I really am too. And also I wanted to make note, um, if people um, want to go to ipaidmydues.org, that is our group that, you know, we talk about all kinds of different things that um, that we're doing, um, you know, people that stood up and don't agree with mandates. And, and we don't want ever to have to deal with these mandates again. Yeah, there you are. Oh, we got it. All right, Super Don, so quick. Thank you. There there it is. Ah, I paid my dues.org. And uh, so if you really want, let's see, you've got a link there to the Perk Group as well. Uh, Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. This is good news. And we need to come together. There's Chuck who's been really organizing us, and they made a video. You know, it's all kinds of different people that work in film and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, that are members of SAG-AFTRA. Now, of course, the other unions are, you know, they were affected, but, um, you know, we are starting with um, SAG-AFTRA first, and we are really sure. grateful to Perk for helping us. Well, maybe there's hope for my daughter if she decides she wants to go into this as a career. I don't know, but, I, I you know, she's also a, a critical thinker, not a follower like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not concerned for her other than, you know, how do you use your talent in an industry that doesn't value talent and only values compliance? Uh, you know, all, you know, robots that just do what they're told. 
Well, you know, hopefully by the time she's ready to, you know, kind of get out there, there'll be more and more, you know, production companies that have developed out of this who would never mandate that, you know? So I think that's the goal. And then also for artists to realize that they can produce stuff themselves. Like, you know, I was kind of forced to learn how to produce back, you know, a long time ago, back in 07, I, Mm -hmm. I started my own little company and I would, um, I would present and curate, ballroom dancers and musicians for, you know, corporate events and private events, you know, you kind of have to be creative in the arts. And because I didn't go, you know, the phone wasn't ringing all the time. I had to be creative. So that's a lesson, you know, we, we can do so much more than what we think, you know, creative imagination is a gift from that, which created us all. And, uh, you know, in, in days where it's, it's so easy to just panic. We, we, we kind of, lock ourselves out of the options that we, we don't see when we panic. And, you know, there, I always like the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Don't panic and make sure you have a towel with you. Right. All of that, just basic concepts of how do you navigate a life that like, there are going to be days like today, you know, I've been throwing many curveballs today. I'm like enough experience to go. All right. Don't panic. There's something going on here. You don't know. And it's ultimately going to be a gift. And I think the gift through all of this and the gift that you are Heather uh, for others coming up, much less those that are current trying to figure it out that have been hiding and in, in fear, maybe able to come out from the shadows and create a new or together uh, like um, this woman we were going to have on, I think today, but, or was it yesterday, but we're gonna have her on next week. Emmy Robin, Emmy Robin. She's also one of the featured uh, actors in Protocol 7, the new film by Dr. Uh, Andy Wakefield. And she's also a doula. And she's like, I'm not getting this shot, right? You know, so she was very outspoken as the folks in, involved in this production. So to have you connect with her and others would be wonderful to can- continue to strengthen this new way of moving about where yeah. we don't rely upon those corporate uh, conflicted interests in engaging in production uh, uh, values that are as good or higher than uh, in a new new way that doesn't require that compliance with unconstitutional pharmaceutical mandates or yep. prohibitions, et cetera. So yeah, keep, keep reaching out. Even there, you know, we featured um, a, a group called unjected.com. You've yeah. heard about them. They're like, yeah. uh, like a dating site. Yeah, I know was, about them. I'm on it. <laughs> There's yeah, nobody. There <laughs> There's, nobody in my area really, but well, that's yeah. the thing of getting more people involved and engaged to find out. But again, finding people who didn't fall prey to the fear and get the shot, et cetera, and meet one another. Uh, and, and, you know, it's slow because they were, they were banned from the, uh, the app stores. So they had to go online. So it's like, what is going on here? You don't yeah, want they, people to meet people, you know, exactly. They got thrown off and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. Perseverance, you know, and, mm. and, you know, being, you know, have being courageous, you know, it's contagious. So, you know, some people are leaders and, you know, they need someone that's not afraid to speak up. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I got to wear that hat, you know? Right. Well, (laughs) uh, do you have, in spite of all you've been through and, you know, the ongoing suit and everything else, do you have projects underway that people might want to plug into and connect with you on? At the moment? No. Okay. But you never know. So I appreciate being on here because I would love to act again. Um, it, I do have major health challenges though. So okay, it's scary because, yeah. you know, 
I walk around, but I'm always afraid I'm going to fall. I'm half numb from the waist down. Nothing has really Mm. been able to change that. I do have to watch everything I eat because, you know, something could cause a flare. Like, you know, I ate a pizza. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's what it was. It could have been a combination of things, but sure. You know, like this part of the day, I'm tired, you know, like, you know, every, most people who have MS around three o'clock, that's like the bewitching hour. You're like, okay, I'm ready. You know, I'm out. So yeah, yeah, I definitely deal with it all the time. Um, But, you know, I want to push myself and I want to be able to do. Hold hold that vision. Hold that vision of, of seeing yourself fully functional. Moving is easy. There's no pain. There's no dizziness. There's no falling. That's part of the starting point. And then, of course, everything else starts falling into place. And, you know, if you're going to eat a pizza, make sure it's certified organic and imported from Italy. <laughs> exactly. um, that's what I do. Yeah, well, because- and I also realized I have to have enzymes. Have mm-hmm. to too, have yeah. enzymes. If, if yeah. I have the enzymes, I'm usually okay. But, yeah, right. I try to stay away from inflammatory things. Uh, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, my goal is to be able to kick again and really dance again, but, um, I'm, I'm def- you know, I can move, yeah. right. But dancing meaning really dancing. Yeah. Well, be open to it. My mom's alive because she still dances at 90, you know, exactly. that's part of it. Movement is life and fi- finding your way back. Now, a lot of MS, of course, you know, is associated with heavy metal exposures, Right. Yeah. Some could be from amalgam. Some can be from vaccinations or other environmental exposures. Glyphosate is now a big contributor to connective tissue and neurological disorders. That's in everything. Even things you think are good for you, unless they're really certified organic, contain glyphosate. So countering that. So on an ongoing basis, we've got a lot to clean up to get back to where we could fully regenerate the tissue. And there are young people suffering with what you're describing, Heather, young people. So it's not it's it's a it's a shame it's a crime at the same time i believe we're here to help others and even through your experience that ultimately you'll be able to help guide people out of this mess because of your experience that was been my experience growing up chronically ill from the almost day zero uh to fight my way back to where now in my mid i'd like to say mid now we're having to go to late 50s darn it uh, but i'm <laughs> i'm running circles around my 24 year old self when i started this journey into healing so i i believe the power to heal is yours first starts with the belief that it can happen or that it is happened or that it's already happened. And then the things come into your life to help you there. And I, you know, my prayers and thoughts go with you as your journey continues. And I'm glad we've connected and I hope we can stay connected as, as you know, all of these various endeavors, including the arts are important to me as well, that we can come back to our senses and bring everybody in that wants to, that believes in bodily autonomy, individual liberty, and the, the desire to create extraordinary things through the arts. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the arts are something. I mean, what do people do whenever they leave work? They want it's usually something that's artistic, whether it's music, a show, yeah, live or not live. I mean, I my heart is with live, you know, but I of course, you know, have done film, TV commercials, print. Um, but you know, my heart definitely lies with the theater. I'm a Shakespeare trained theater, you know, theater actor. And also, you know, I was a dancer. I, I'm yeah. certainly not competing in the dance world anymore, but I, you know, I can teach beginners. Sure. So, you know, I try to do as much as I can with my limitations. And like you mm-hmm. said, it is a belief that you'll heal. 
and yeah. um starts there you know. um carol is on says she was injured by injections back in 2017 and she's not been able to recover her health so again these challenges abound out there you're not you know you're not the only one but uh coming together helping one another supporting one another and finding ways out i'm glad that you've availed yourself of homeopathy i only wish you were further along but that's just me always looking for you know the way to get there right and yeah. uh, so we can stay in touch on this and, and talk again if you want to reach out i'm happy to talk to you further and i thank everybody for being out there uh supporting uh, you know things like what heather's going through and many many professions are dealing with this. even our military men and women that you know, you know left or were kicked out uh it's kind of all across the board because we've turned our bodies over to an elite ruling class of uh, synthetic, chemically modified people with uh, with economic conflicts of interest that are not supportive of our individual liberty and bodily autonomy. And uh, I, I don't like hypocrisy. And there's a lot of it in, in, unfortunately, in the Hollywood crowd, not exclusive to that. It's everywhere. But uh, I wish you all the best in making your recovery and, and having that impact within the arts because it's a wonderful thing. I love it. And I love seeing my daughter flourish in that realm, too. Yeah, there's nothing like it. But I thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I, I would say to anybody who is injured or, or has any problem, homeopathy, I never, you know, it wasn't like a big staple for me until this happened, you know, mm -hmm. but it's really helped me. And I'm hoping that you know, I would like to talk with you again, um, you know, have a session and like try to figure out what the next you know, yeah. place I can go with it because I, well, I it's really helped me. Yeah. Stay in touch and keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell show every day. We teach and learn. Right. And this is a great community of people. And you'll find that as you know, folks are in the chat room, helping one another, we have a, a, a patron thing. Once a month we get together on zoom and we're all helping each other. And, and, you know, I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And, and therefore I love hearing experiences that are, far afield from some of the things I even know and technologies even. So keep plugging in, keep staying connected, Heather, and uh, we'll do what we can to help. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, everybody check out heatherberman.com. We have it linked up in the show notes today, as well as that uh, suit against SAG-AFTRA that Perk is helping with as well. Great organization out of California, which now leads us to our homeopathic hit of the day, especially for the kiddos. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, so glad to be able to bring some more homeopathy to you. And how cool it is that Heather was using homeopathy. I don't, you never know. You think nobody knows about it. Well, more people than ever. We're getting back to our roots in natural medicine. Thank God. Thank you to Trinity School of Natural Health and Folium PX for helping us to be here to do this. Today, it's Belladonna. Belladonna. Um, was that one of the songs from Fleetwood Mac or something, Belladonna? Well, I don't know. But Belladonna is a homeopathic medicine. It's a plant. Obviously, not all plants are safe to consume in their mother state. Belladonna would be one of those. So be careful to use it only in a homeopathic form. And Superdon, if you can open up the PDF for me and we could show everybody about this remedy as we introduce you to this. Some of you know about it already. It's one of the more commonly known ones, especially if you have children uh, dealing with various things, including uh, fevers associated with teething and more. 
And uh, this PDF is available to you free in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, first airing on the 9th of February, 2024. Then later, Superdom puts all of the PDFs together at the Robert Scott Bell Show website at robertscottbell.com. And for those of you that like the audio-video presentation of these homeopathic hits, those are available exclusively to our patron supporters. As little as $4.99 a month helps us to do all these things, including update the website, making it easier for you to use. Belladonna, the remedy for acute fever and inflammation. Uh, this is a remedy characterized by that and sudden onset particularly. So we'll dive into some of the uses of belladonna. It's from the deadly nightshade, as indicated. Not all plants are safe to consume. But thankfully, when we convert it into a homeopathic form, it is not only safe, it is a wonderfully beneficial remedy that can preclude the use of dangerous non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs in kids and babies for fever, for instance. So it's got a long history of medicinal use in its highly dilute form, completely safe for acute conditions, symptoms like fever, redness, heat, and pain. Now, key characteristics, high fever, sudden onset, skin feels hot to the touch, throbbing pain, typically indicating inflammation. It's also indicated in cases of red, hot, swollen skin and body parts and for conditions like acute earache, sore throat, headaches with a sensation of fullness and pounding. There may be agitation, delirium with high fever, et cetera, or even hallucinations. Acute primary, acute fever and inflammation indications, uh, painful conditions, sudden onset symptoms. So if you have homeopathic remedies at your beck and call, I don't care if they're 6X, 30X, 12C, 100, 200C, whatever, use them in response. Now, if you're dealing with the very high potencies, you might want to consult with a homeopath, but use the right remedy. It's more important than so-called the right potency. Now, as we expand our knowledge of homeopathy, as we say, there are often complementary remedies that cross over that can have a similar benefit. So if one doesn't work or you're not sure, you can also go to the next or use them together like aconitum napellus. You've heard me say the first sign of anything, aconite, and you saw belladonna has some of those indications as well. It's very complementary. Initial stages of fever when there are sudden onset symptoms, Aconitum or aconite is great. Ferrum phosphoricum, often used for fever as well. Stages of inflammation, complementing belladonna in acute febrile conditions. And then one of my favorite, it's almost a universal broad spectrum ability, especially for adults. Phosphorus uh, can be used in kids too. Ferrum and phosphorus, systemic inflammation, heat and fever. Now, it's safe. Homeopathic belladonna is safe. It's not the same as a toxic form of an herb. And you can use it, but be cautious when you're self-prescribing for serious conditions. You might need the assistance of a healthcare provider, particularly a homeopath, ideally, if you can find them. They're not available everywhere, but hopefully there are more and more coming along and including you. Concluding, belladonna, valuable remedy, sudden onset, fever, uh, inflammation, earaches, things like that, sudden onset symptoms. So keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show. And we'll keep delivering this message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty, and homeopathy to bring the power to heal back where it belongs. This is not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but to give you information, education, so you can make fully informed decisions about the care of your health, the care of your loved ones, your family members, without interference by government, medicine, media complexes that try to mandate things you don't want or prohibit things you do want. So thank you for that. And a reminder, if you do want a doctor, here's your litmus test. Ask them how often they have a bowel movement. If they're going less frequently than you are, Find another doctor because you know what they're full of and you don't need more of that in your life, do you? Well, 
Let's pause and say thanks as well to Heather Berman. Thanks to Julie Whitman Klein and the family at Trinity School of Natural Health and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Check it all out in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. And we'll be back in just about a minute or less for the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Anything goes. You got a question or comment, submit it now. And here we go, because the power to heal is yours. You had to go all cute, didn't you, with kittens, cats. I'm a sucker for the cats and the cat videos. Yeah, I, they're cute, aren't they? Are, are you? I mean, are you a sucker for cat videos? I I am. I just. Oh, you, sure. You, well, I listen, um, when it comes to the Internet, the cat video is like. Like the most like, popular thing. Yeah. I mean, that's been a thing forever, right? That used to be, you know, when, when we first got started on Facebook mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, I think I, I created my first account in 2009, I think, is, I think, mm-hmm. um, is, which is crazy to think about, 2009. We, I've been on Facebook for, you know, since 2009, but I get memories every once in a while, you know. Yeah. Like, Holy crap, that was years ago. But yeah, that's how it was, right? Mm-hmm. 2009, it was everybody talking about what they ate for dinner and and funny cat videos. and, and Yeah, oh, we like long that. for those days again, don't we? Yeah. I tell you what, cats, look, I'm not barking on dog people, but cats are just like the wildest creatures, what they can do. I mean, craziest stuff that they can do. I mean, you're like amazed at these often docile, loving, purry, furry creatures, and they can become the most vicious killers instantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they have the reflexes that they can, you know, move faster than a cobra can strike. And... You know, they can leap small buildings in a single bound and land on their feet. It's just crazy watching them and what they can do. And then the silliness of, of course, a cat video, especially those kittens, but no, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that little cuteness as we transition into the uh, the bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I just uh, posted uh, something. Let's see. It was submitted in our on our website chat room from Sue. Just super Don. If you use white vinegar in your mayo, it will not fail. If you use fresh lemon juice and it fails, it's because they injected water into the lemon for more weight. I've had failure after failure with fresh lemon juice, but never vinegar, apparently. Mm. And she says, uh, let's see, water with will stop the emulsion action or something like that. Anyway, so I know as you're experimenting with uh, the mayo oh, thing. The, the, are... the, the very first one I did, I used vinegar. Mm-hmm. Turned, you know, so... And for me, it just, it was a, a combination, right? You, you put in the, the egg. Yeah. With me, it's it's a small mason jar. It's like a pint mason jar. So it's a small one because I don't want to, because I'm new at this, you know, I don't want to waste stuff because the stuff's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was one egg and then it was, a, I can't remember how much oil, but I, I just went by a recipe that I found on online mm-hmm. and uh, some mustard. And some vinegar. Nice. That was it. And, yeah. and it was avocado oil that I used because they, you know, they said it was one of the ones that they recommended because it's, you need to get something that's supposed to be quote neutral. But mm-hmm. when I tasted it, maybe it's just because I've been using standard mayonnaise for so long that yeah. it was like, I was just like, but it just, it, it was not right. Mm. It's just like, there's this weird aftertaste, this oil. It's got to be the oil that I'm, that I'm, I'm tasting. So, you know, I added this, a little bit of that, blah, blah, and it still it was just like it was still there, and it didn't really get covered up until I put just a little bit of honey in there. 
And the reason why I did that is because I went and looked at the $13 jar of mayonnaise I bought at the health food store. Right. And I was just like, what do they have in their mayonnaise? And so I looked in there, and honey was one of the ingredients. I was like, okay, maybe I'll try that. It made it better, but it still was not right. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why I was like, you know what? I think I'll try lemon juice and see how that turns out. And so I'm going to give it a shot with the lemon juice. It's organic lemons. I, I don't know for a fact whether they would inject those with water no, or not. No, I think that would be the way to do it, make it fresh, because you're not adding any water to cause right. that failure that Sue I was did mentioned. that last night. I made mahi-mahi last night. Ooh, how I, was it? Uh, it was good. It was good. I uh, I, I did a lemon uh, garlic butter sauce to put over the top of it. Well, it had a lot of garlic in it, because we're big fans of garlic in this house. Mm -hmm. Um and I grated. <laughs> I love doing this. Ever since I saw uh, Chef uh, Gordon Ramsay uh, making something with grated Parmesan <laughs> on top of it, I use Parmesan yes. on everything now. So it had Parmesan. Awesome. Some some, some fresh parsley for color. Um, and uh, we're a big fan of rainbow carrots here in this house. So I just throw a big sheet pan of, of those in the oven and bake them for roast them for 30 minutes. And that was dinner. It was good. Nice. Well, we had the wild-caught salmon. I think oh, that might have been a gift from Susie, my friend Susie, who was up there in Alaska or who knew somebody that was fishing up there in Alaska. And uh, it was great. And guess what? We had some more potatoes that I grew in the garden over the last season that are still, you know, we're keeping in the garage because it's it's cool and dry and in sawdust, as they say, that's the or, or shavings, wood shavings. It's like a place to preserve it. And uh, we had a mix of various, the smaller potatoes that were cooked, and it was so good, so flavorful. And again, as I talk about the beating the, the high cr price of groceries, I mean, every little bit that you don't have to buy, it's like printing money. It really is. And we just kind of miss the obviousness of it, some of us still, but many of you are engaged, thankfully, in uh, growing or beginning to grow food. That's, I think the only way we can defeat inflation is to to grow our own because even if there are good people out there trying to keep prices low, they're being impacted by the cost of, of you know, the Federal Reserve note in terms of its purchasing power dropping. So everything becomes quote unquote more expensive, but yet the silver and gold can buy about the same amount or maybe even a little bit more based on mm -hmm maintenance of its integrity compared to paper fiat money yeah okay yeah yeah cool. heck yeah can i dance with your dates mm. <laughs> if the dates are organic you can dance with them but med, med jewel or is, or is that how you pronounce it med jewel med jewel yeah, yeah. yeah. my wife I have is some a of those organic of those. dates yeah, i like i like them too very nice yep. And raw cashews are good too. Mm -hmm. Those are good. I I, uh, I I pack a lunch for my wife every day when she goes to work, and so she's she's big on the, like the finger food, so the the dates and the cashews and mm -hmm. the, you know oranges and you know kind of like when we were kids, right? When your mom would make your lunch and it had like orange uh, segments in it. All right, so yeah, so this is 750 milliliters, which is about a pint and a half. So it's bigger than a pint jar. Um, do you use an immersion blender? I'm curious. You must, I'm guessing, if it's in a... Uh... Are you talking with Annie right now? Yes. Yeah, she's... she's All right, uh... so yes, I know. People that people like, that are not are looking talking? at the chat room are like, what are you talking about? All right, so Annie is uh, has a recipe here. So she says that, uh, this is for her mayonnaise recipe, 
in a Dijon mustard jar, which is 750 milliliters. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Like I said, that's about a pint and a half. Yeah. Uh, two eggs, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of pepper, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one big garlic pod. What's hmm. a garlic pod? I think that's, you know, you, you break off the garlic one pod from the, the big that's garlic. That's a clove. Clove. Thank you. That's the right word. Okay. But she's from, she's from Quebec. Oh, is that what, is that, is that how they, they, what they call them in Canada? A pod? Probably. Well, the French Canadians, maybe. I use mints. It's a clove. Okay. There we go. All right. Okay. All right, so one uh, clove of garlic, uh, one squirt of sriracha sauce oil. Oh, interesting. That's so it's a little zippy. Yeah. It's a little mm -hmm. zippy. I like that. Uh, up up to the shoulder of the jar. Oh, I guess that's at the end. That's the space that's left, I guess. Uh, leaving place for the mixer foot. Mix with the foot or the immersion blender for about 45 to 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, all right, so what I would have to do is find a jar for that for that to work with the quantities. I'd have to find a Dijon mustard jar or something that was seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Mm -hmm. um, and then the garlic pot now, the, or the garlic, excuse me, the garlic clove. Do you just throw it in whole? Do you peel it and then throw it? In? Do you do you chop it up, or what do you what do you do? Or does the immersion blender take care of that for you? It might. I mean, I'm I guess see how yeah, it would. It'll, it'll blend it in. That's what yeah. my thought is anyway. 750 milliliters, about three cups. Peel it and cut it a bit. Okay. All right. I ask these questions just because I'm kind of a dum-dum in the kitchen, and so I, I need detailed yeah, <laughs> instructions sure. on what to do. So, okay. Well, um, yeah, I might do the math and see on, on how I would adjust those quantities for a pint jar. Um, I don't think you'd get too far it wouldn't mess things up too much because mm -hmm. you know from what i understand that the trick on that is that when you are blending it you can't blend it too fast yeah if you do then you know with something's called a broken mayonnaise where it's just like a sloppy oh mess yeah and you stuff. gotta do it gently so you've got to yeah there. do it a certain way and i've watched enough videos i kind of got the the technique down okay but um and then let's see what did you say is it so now let's say you've got the salt, the pepper, the Dijon mustard, the garlic. What is the oil that you're using, though? I don't see that. Am I missing that? Because the main ingredient is oil. Yeah. There's a whole lot of oil there. So what oil do you use? Well, if you're in uh, Canada, Trudeau might mandate using rape oil, canola. Yeah. I'm sure Annie well, is rebelling against that, though. I tell you, when I was looking for oil, it's like I was sitting there with my phone doing research in the store because I was looking at all the oh canola. She uh -oh. does. See, no. I, I I said that. Wait a minute. Hold she, on. Are you teasing Annie? Because I was teasing. Great <laughs> seed oil? No, say no. Uh, you know, a lot of people use that. That's really better. Kind oils of, are so expensive. Well, it's yeah. it's very uh very standard to use canola. Other, yeah. other, the other one that I've seen people use is uh, sunflower oil. But I, from what I understand, that's really high in omega-6s. Well, yeah, most and, of the vegetable oils are. Yeah. Um, but people use, there There does exist organic non-GMO rape or non, or, or canola. I know it exists. Well, I've but, seen organic yeah. sunflower. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, if, if I was just, if I wasn't like, 
chugging sunflower oil every day, right. you know, for, for something that's going to, and I use that simply for mayonnaise, which you don't eat a jar of mayonnaise. You just have a little bit of mayonnaise. And so omega-6, I believe, is okay in moderation, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of normal that you get omega-6s? That's one of the omega oils that you would get if you were eating fish. There's like a combination. Well, There's yeah, all three ratios. and six and... They're right. 369. There are ratios. And of course, we're too heavy on omega 6. Now, would it kill you to use it? No. Uh, obviously, you got to find out what works. But there are a lot of people now that are like, no vegetable oils at all. You know, that's become the new yeah. dogma religion. Uh, and yet, there are other oils, as you say, that can be very expensive to do that. But uh, experiment with what, what works, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, she makes a point there. You know, yeah. she'd like to use avocado, avocado oil, which I bought. I bought it on. Um, Amazon. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did use Amazon. I use Amazon. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and it was not cheap. It was like 30 bucks for a half a gallon. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like she was saying there, it'd be, it's like $25 for one liter there where she's at. So right. it'd, like, it'd be a $25 jar of mayonnaise. So you're kind of defeating the purpose. You could go buy a jar of mayonnaise in the store already pre-made for $13. Yeah. Why would you spend $25 to make your own? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people could justify that. But for me, I'm, I'm like, how do I make something that's good right. for me, but also I, is economical? You know? And I'm waiting for you to figure it out so that I, I can learn from you. So really, honestly, honestly, Robert, that, that's the, 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 the stick, you know, stickler yeah. is the oil. Right. So if you can get past the dogma hate against the well, vegetable oils, if you I find think, an organic one. I think the you know. solution, yeah. because you can get organic olive oil mm -hmm. fairly reasonably. Yes. Okay. Uh, but olive oil is supposed to not be like the, the one that you really want to use because it has a strong flavor to it. But it might right. be a good flavor. But if you don't mind olive oil, I think that's a great and, option. And, I you do. know, if yeah. you add if you add the Dijon mustard and like with what Annie's doing here and you add a little sriracha or something like that in there, mm -hmm. you know, Could that be, might, who knows? So maybe yeah. maybe that's what I'll do next. I'll try it with the olive oil and see what happens. Very good. Yeah. All right, y'all. Upcoming events. We mentioned the Health Freedom Expo coming up. Virtual uh, let's see, Functional Medicine Summit Expo. We talk about that uh, 8th through 10th in, in Atlanta, March 8th through 10th. Then we have the next steps, March 14th through 17th. Then we have Be Healthy Utah, uh, April 19th and 20th. We got the RSB Show Family Reunion on the Goody Family Farms Homestead, Joplin, Missouri, 14th through 16th of June, also Red Pill Expo. Then we got the Trinity Live Event and Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Uh, so you've got the live event, live expo, yeah, both there. And that's uh, now Indianapolis. We talked with uh, Julie today. And if you go down below that, you'll see a lot of cool things like the pluck. You can have real good mineral content from uh, grass-fed, uh, you know you know what, uh, sprinkled on, freeze-dried sprinkled on along with the Redmond salt, 20% off RSB20. That's there. Lots of cool stuff that you can access now. And speaking of essential fats, uh, there's an algae-based solution, Orla. We're just introducing an algae omega-3 pro uh, product. Out of Iceland, interestingly enough. It's algae omega versus like a fish oil omega, which mm. according to some of the science, it it actually is uh more beneficial and ease more it's uh what is it? It's more uh bioavailable. Yeah. And the apparently from what I was reading on it, that the uh 
the omega threes, the if you, if you illustrated it, it's like the ones from fish oil have like a round kind of a shape to it, mm-hmm. but the omega threes from the algae have more of like an arrow kind of a shape to it. So it mm-hmm. has a has a, a it enters the cells easier, easier. Yeah, yeah. kind of interesting, right? Yeah, kind it of, is kind of eggheady, but um, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, is there a code to get a discount there? Or just click on the banner. Click on the banner. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Great. Take advantage of that. Uh, Super D, where it's Friday and yes. the weekend's happening. Uh, Monday. So James we're do Weinsweiler a- is on Sunday, correct? Yes. Dr. Okay. Jack uh, from the HS. Uh, those of you who are on Patreons, you already have the access to it in advance, but other, everyone else will. It's going to be amazing. It's a great interview. And then Judy Mikevitz next Sunday, but you have access to her interview as well as a patron supporter. So please consider helping us out that way and you'll help yourself to access really cool things, including our Zoom AMA. Our next one is 24th of February, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Let's see. uh, Oh, happy birthday is in order. The 50th, a half century mark for Joshua Coleman. I call him the OG warrior dad, you know, in the midst of all the warrior moms. How old did you say? 50. He's 50. Half century. Josh Coleman. Uh, we love and appreciate you as again. We were wondering where are all the warrior dads. He is that. Uh, whereas all warrior moms preceded them. But we love and appreciate Josh. Happy birthday. Happy 50th. Um, have you seen what his <laughs> uh let me see if I can get to it real quick here. His uh his profile picture on Facebook. Bring it up. Have you seen this? Hold on. It'll take me. It just takes me a second here to, to get it lined up here. Okay. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> Apparently, uh, at one point, maybe this was for Halloween, he dressed up as the greatest Which, American hero. The greatest American hero. Yeah. There he is. Wasn't that the song was like, believe it or not? Yes. It's I'm such an earworm. Right. And now yeah. that you've done that, I'll be singing Sorry. that all weekend. Yes. Yeah. I forget who did that. Was that Christopher Cross or somebody? I, I don't remember that who sang that. Yeah. That's a good question. 10,000 bonus points for, for the first person to answer that question in the chat room. <laughs> who sang, believe it or not, the theme to The Greatest American Hero? Who's going to get it? You get a shout out <laughs> on the show. While we're waiting for that, uh, Kismet on uh, Rumble has a question for you. You mentioned making homeopathic remedies. Have you done have you done that lesson or were you saying you were going to do it in the future? Yeah, I, I haven't done it in 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 detail. I've mentioned in a, in a general sense, particularly when it came to the the grossness that some people received the urine therapy kind of thing. So I wanted to give people an option to to benefit from that without having to drink their own urine because for some they're just never going to do that. Uh, so I've talked about it principally and I say theoretically, but I didn't go into great detail, but enough. It's something that I will revisit. And I think that's one of the things I'm going to present at the Healing for the Ages conference is also, I think, in, in coming up in September of this year. Maybe it's back in Dallas uh, because I want to give more practical ability to care for yourself that, granted, when you do it in the way I describe, it's not going to be an officially sanctioned pharmacopoeia FDA-approved homeopathic remedy. But as I said, how many times... Do you find that what that which the FDA sanctions is not that awesome? Now, when it comes to homeopathy, it's fine. But what if you can't access it? You know, you can convert 
all of these substances, although some of the things I don't want you playing with mercury to make a homeopathic mercury, because that can be very dangerous. The second most toxic metal known to man, but you could, but I, I don't recommend it, but there are ways to make it and I can describe it. Uh, and if you guys want to search the Korsakovian method, Korsakov, I think it's K O R S. Is it O V A Korsakov? I can't spell. It's a Russian general. Uh, but if you find that out and see, you can get back to me on it. But these are ways that you, they used to be able to make remedies like on the battlefield. Like, yeah, talk to me about that. Can you do that? Yeah, you could. And uh, I would recommend selling it as homeopathic medicine. Somebody could come in and say, oh, you're going to be in trouble. But for self-help or community care, I think, again, bringing the power to heal back where it belongs means we need to go back to do things like that as well. That would be a cool video for you to put together, showing how to do that. Yeah, I, and I'm thinking about doing that, actually. There's a lot I'm doing. I have to update the, 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 the gut recovery protocol chapter. You know, there's a number of things on the list, and today I got thrown all kinds of curveballs. I'm like, ah, ah, some of the things I want to do when I want to do them. You know, I got to make peace with that. Thank you for your patience, everybody. Did we find out who did that song? Nobody nobody answered there. Joey Scarberry. That's who did it? Joey Scarberry. Diana got it. Diana, Diana Weeks got it. Where's Don't get this? us banned on, on Facebook now by playing. Oh, no. Joey Scarberry sang Believe It or Not. Yeah. See, it sounded to me a little bit like Christopher Cross. Remember that guy? It's, it's very similar. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of similar style, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't get banned on Facebook. All right, all, I all they so, would do, all they would do, is just go. Oh, you, yeah, we're going to mute that. So yeah. All right, I got so much to do. I want to hang out with you and do more of this. But is there any other critical questions coming into Rumble or anywhere I can't see? Hmm. Nothing on Rumble. We took okay. care of that. Marge was there too. Hi, Marge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all caught up with Annie, and thank you for the mayonnaise recipe. I will try that out. Awesome. I got it. We didn't even talk about the Putin interview by uh Yeah, I, it, I wasn't impressed with it. Were you? I mean, did you watch the whole thing? I did. Yeah. I, I watched most of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's kind of what I've been sharing with you a little bit here and there about Russia, that unless you know history, all the propaganda from our own US CIA and all the people in Europe that are trying to war, 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 war. I'm not saying Putin's a good guy. And they, mm -hmm. that he doesn't kill people that are, disagree with him. That's not the point. And that's the, also the point of, of, I think, wrong criticism of Tucker. How dare you give him a voice? Look, all the liberal journalists used to interview him. Why now you can't? So for me, that's an absurd. But I think it's very telling the focal point on the whole history of Russia and what they believe and why they believe it. Now, you can agree or disagree with some of his interpretations of it or some of the timelines. But still, if you don't, know the history of your enemy you you're you're at a complete loss in the in the art of war that doesn't have to be warfare overtly where you're you're shooting things so i think it was a very valuable thing that that uh, tucker carlson did i saw a meme where it had like three three screenshots of like sometime back in the 80s somebody interviewed him and another person interviewed him and yeah. another and it says journalism 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 then it shows tucker carlson it says treason treason right exactly yeah. No, we we need to uh, we need to be able to interview folks that we might consider our enemy to learn what motivates them, right. and that's the point. When I've t I've done shows on 
the history of Russia with my buddy Rolf Christian, remember that, mm-hmm. who, who, who worked there in the, for the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development, telling me about the culture. It's like most Americans have no earthly idea about that culture, why they believe what they believe, why they are very different from you and I as Americans. Doesn't mean we have to hate them and go to war with them, but the motivations ascribed to them are often wrong. And you know, the CIA, we had a CIA guy. Remember he said after the Cold War, they lost their way? They're like scrambling to justify their budget. So what are you looking for? What am I looking for? No, I just yeah. noticed my daughter's pulling up to pick up uh, <laughs> Autumn. So I'm going to run and say hi to her. Okay. And uh, we're going to say goodbye to you for now. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday with the uh, interview with James Lyons Weiler from the Autism Health Summit. Yep. And then back again live on Monday with... Awesome early hour, and, early two hours that's early, right. right? That's right. So we'll be starting at ten o'clock my time, I think. Ten Pacific. Yeah. Uh, that means what? One, 1 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. So if you're tuning in, you'll be early because I got to head out to the airport to do the Jim Baker Ministry show on Tuesday. So that'll be an encore. But we're going to go live on Monday, just a little bit earlier than normal. Not as bad as a seven a.m. start for Super D. So I can live with that as long you as I got live. my coffee. I'm good. He's good. All right. Thank all right, you guys. all for being here. Share the show, please, and consider becoming a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. God bless you. Uh, Sunday, James Lyons-Weiler. Monday, new show, a little early. And thank you for being here.